Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Turn Off Your Mics, people. That's right, the show that proves that two normal board ops are actually excellent broadcasters, and we deserve a shot at the world. Don't you agree? No? No, I do. I do. I, Am I, I mean, talking listen, to air? Here's the deal. I didn't get a shot on air, but I produced the last three days, right, on the morning. I killed it. So <laughs> that's right. You and I, you know, you know, as much as we talk about this dungeon, yeah. that we supposedly are in. No, 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 we're in it. <laughs> well, we're back in it. We no, we're in it. Hey, listen, you got to give the prisoners a taste of food every now and then, or they're gonna go crazy. Right. Well, you and I have been feasting because, <laughs> well, at least you have. I haven't. I've been stuck on the uh, the night shift all week, but I did get done producing today. So that's what. I don't know, man. I didn't even get a. I didn't even get a uh, segment that you got today. You Listen, got a whole 15 minutes like to your... What? Shout out to the Reddit people. I love them. I uh, first of all, well. to the, the Reddit person that said that, first off, my movie list sucks. First of all, it's jingle all the way, <laughs> jungle. not jungle all the way. You got to okay? get it right. Second of all, uh, call me Mushmouth. I listened back to it just now. There was nothing Mushmouth about it. That was excellent talking. Okay, that was excellent talking with the G I N G right there. I'm perfect at it. Don't get me started, you on your Reddit page. Like you really can do anything. Like I'm so scared of what you say, little keyboard warrior. There it is, the keyboard warrior. Right, I love, like it's who like cares? my favorite. Uh, Again, I love well, that word. Here I can say it now because it's our podcast, and I All can right. say whatever the hell I want. Okay, do it. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit about your opinion. Stupid takes, stupid fans. No, it's it's true though. No, but we're not trying to alienate people. But the people we're talking about. Here's my thing, because you know we've been. They know who they are. No, but I want to get this off my chest, because not because you got me angry about what you specifically said. It's the entire Reddit nation. Okay, not just for the ticket. It's for other people. Right. Who are you people to come out there and just drag people into the mud? All right. You realize that. It, okay, if you're not a fan, I get it. Right. There are people I'm not a fan of. Oh, I p- think that person's not good at their job, or maybe they're not as funny as I think they are. Well, guess what? I don't go out of my way to say, hey, Kevin Hart, you fucking suck. You're the worst thing. You should die. <laughs> Somebody actually told me in the Reddit page I should go jump off a bridge. Yeah, they told you. The wor- the way it was said was like, <laughs> jump off the Jump into the Trinity with Martha or something like that. I don't well, even know. Well, the Martha it. Bridge. That's what No, jump off the Martha into the Trinity? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know what those were. Yeah. I knew what the Trinity was. I didn't yeah. know there was a thing as they, the Martha. They called it the, the White Bridge. Uh, oh, that thing right over there? Okay. I don't know which one's which. It's, but I'm it's one confused. of those. It's one of the oh, two White Bridges. See, I didn't know any one of that. One is called Big Martha. I didn't think it had a name to and it. And the other one is, I think, Mar- Margaret. They're like two different bridges. Anyway. Wow. I don't know what people's problems are, but if you don't like somebody... Just don't just say okay. I don't like it, but you don't have to go to the extreme level of man. I'm on Reddit, so I can type negative, dirty thoughts. But anyway, I digress. I just want to get that well. This off is my this chest. is this is the thing that is so. Uh, that's a big conversation about MGK because um, he battles with it too. Like, and he always says like the internet is such a small fraction of people, and like those people like love to ruin everybody's day. It's like, you know, the other day, like I had a, had, because we've been doing, we've been taking calls all week, uh, for the auction stuff for, uh, the Waterburger Normathon. And, uh, look at you. I know. Anyways, and like, it just like all of a sudden, like, invites people to call and try to do like 
insulting bits and whatnot. And it's like, I hope that you're happy that you spent, took the time out of your day, especially like at 8 a.m. in the morning to say something insulting, like congrats. Like you're such a small percentage of, yeah. No, you you can be funny without being insulting. And sure. if, you, if you don't like, listen, I, I understand I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not even my own uh, fan of myself. I, I self-loathe more I than anybody. I definitely don't like you. I know that. That's why we do a <laughs> podcast every week. But regardless, I just want to say this. I love you. ELE. That's all I go by. Me or everybody. people? Oh, okay. ELE. Everybody. I love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Uh, that's from Sony. Oh, got you. ELE. Uh, ELE. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got what you're right, saying. Anyway. But anyway, the point of the matter is it is the holidays, and we should start off with some holiday cheer. Christmas is on its way. Uh, it's just it's on, what, Monday? Yeah. Yes. Christmas is on yep. Monday. Christmas Eve. Hey, can I ask you a question? What's up? You know what holiday is the most overrated? Christmas Day. Why is that? Because you really don't do anything on Christmas Day. No, no. Day. See, that's I, I do it differently. Because to me, it's like anticlimactic because all this month is about just, you know, teasing you until Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve is awesome. Everybody's scurrying home to get with their families or going to holiday parties. There's a lot of things going on on Christmas Eve. But Christmas Day is just dull. See, I don't think that. I'll tell you why. Why? It's my favorite thing in the world. I've been doing I've been doing this for 15 maybe almost 20 years. Almost like oh, it's been a while. At least oh, my almost my entire life. 23 years? Huh? 24. How, how long have I been living? No, you're 24. So I'm 26. I know. When? What? Since when? <laughs> since two years ago. Oh, well, anyway. Well, no, since this year. Yeah. But it's been two years since I've been 24. All right, well, I'm 26. just 26. I turned so, I turned 26 in June. So okay, you're not who far. cares? I'm just saying, want, you're not right. far off. Anyways, right, anyway, my favorite thing, I've been doing this, what? It's been most of your life. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing this for so long. And it's watching the NBA Christmas games. I absolutely love watching the NBA Christmas games from start to finish. I'm talking 11 a.m. with usually Boston and New York all the way to the West Coast team on at 9.30. I absolutely love it. And then sometimes watching the Mavs get blown off the floor by 30 at the 3.30 window. But, you know, like, I, it's my favorite thing to do. I, I love those moments. Like, okay. that's one of my favorite things about uh, okay. Christmas. Can I really ruin your dream? What? Because I get it. You like sports. We all love sports and love watching it on Christmas Day. You could do that on any day. Like, they do that now for Martin Luther King Day. Like, are you excited? I'm Watch those, bit? too. Okay, so there's nothing really special. Those are cool because they wear specific uh, warm-up shirts. Oh, my God. You listen, opened up the Pandora's box, man. You can't. You, right now, you can't. But I'm I, just telling you right now, to me, and listen, <laughs> it might be because I'm a Muslim and we don't really celebrate Christmas the way But you could watch Christians, the NBA games. No, I could, but I don't. Exactly. Because I can don't. Find, so you'd be like, oh, Christmas, NBA, Christmas games. We get cool matchups. We get finals rematches is usually what happens. I don't know, man. I... I, I I feel like we get an NFL game, but yeah, but okay, that one I might be interested in. See, because that what, what is it? Niners, Baltimore. It game? is. Yeah, how and, sick is that? But that's actually a good game. Usually the games are never amount to anything. I think also on Christmas Day you got Giants Eagles. Yeah, and who the fuck wants to watch that one? Unless you're I want to watch the Eagles fan. lose. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Here's my, my but my notion of sports watching aside. What the hell do you do on Christmas Day? Like, what are you supposed to do? Eat. Like, if you're religious, I get it. You go to church. And but it's you... the same thing and go for for Thanksgiving, though. Right? Uh, no, because Thanksgiving, it's awesome. That took five <sighs> whole minutes. The first one of the day? Before you crapped out on me. I'm sorry. 
Well, I had a longer day than you. you no, you didn't. Day. What time did you get up? Huh? I got up at like uh, 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. To take what? My to, the, to the airport. Oh, you had an airport today? Yeah. Oh. Except I didn't actually. Cause she so said, you you lied to me just no, now. No, I, I was so going to say is my it? mom said it's okay. I got another ride. But so you up. woke up and went back to bed. I did. That don't count. But what I time did you wake up and start doing stuff? About 10. That's what I thought. I was up at 8. Congrats. Good for you. You anyway. can't beat this, man. Anyway, all this you just can't for two hours, this. and you you probably sat on your butt. What'd you do all day? Sit on your butt. That's no, all we do I got up ready, here. Took that care is of all the doggy, we do up here is sit on took our butt. Care of the doggy. Then I got up here and I prepped for the show. What'd you do? Sit on your butt? No. I we all we do is sit up here. I know I prep that. for the show. Uh huh. Anyway, um, but no, I, I I get your point. Like Thanksgiving is similar to Christmas. I just feel like Christmas becomes very anticlimactic. We just we build up to this day of Christmas, and then nothing really happens. I mean, I see what you're saying. Like again, I but here's also don't you feel like here's what I also think happens is like when you start it too early in the morning, I think that really hurts too, because like some and it it's not their fault, but this happens usually with like kids. They're so excited, right, that they start at like seven a.m. My cousins used to start at like six thirty in the morning. I was never that person. I was like, we start when the NBA games start at eleven. What do you mean you start opening presents? Yes. In the room with the TV on. And so so I, when I've you start at 6.30, you're done by 7.38, and then like you're like, oh. Well. So I have two weird experiences. The first one is that I have, you know, I'm, I have siblings, but I, always, I grew up as an only child. And so growing up, I didn't have much things. And Christmas, it was just me opening presents by myself and then playing with the toys that right. I got, and it's mainly just because my mom wanted me not to feel left out. Um, we stopped doing that like after like fourth or fifth grade, and then I didn't get any presents. Then we started doing them a little bit during like the end of high school, towards college, with my cousins, and we started doing it all together. Yeah. Oh my God, this is it, folks. It's gonna be a ten minute podcast. <laughs> might have to go home. <laughs> Cut might it. Have to, might have to go home. My God. <laughs> anyway, but like we'd have our you know our own like. Cousin stuff and it was fun for a while, but we stopped that because it got really expensive to do presents for everybody. It is expensive. I'll and give you so, that. Like you know, like think about it. You gotta get presents for everyone. Like that's the problem. Is like when you have kids of like six or, or you have not even that, not even just having kids. If you have kids and then they have kids, that's like that can like get real. Kids. Yeah, that can get real pricey real quick. So I'm pretty sure like you you're already like priced out right now, like getting presents for everybody. Who me or yeah, them? you? I like, mean. Who did you get presents for? Your mom, dad, and your brother. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is a, it's been a, it's a lot. Did you not get anybody else in your family any presents? Or are you not allowed to? No, no, no. Uh, I'm, no, I'm seriously thinking. No, no, no. I don't think so. I do. You know, what about usually aunts, I do immediate uncles, family. Uh, no. Usually what we'll do is we'll just go all in on one with everybody. Not like not like like our family goes in on one, and okay. then their family goes in on another one, and so like that's kind of how we counteract all that. But like when it comes to immediate, like mom, dad, and my brother. Yeah, I've already I've already got all of it, and like, well, last year last year got real pricey because I bought mom Billy Eilish tickets, and I bought dad the Metallica No Repeat Weekend tickets. Damn, uh, you're a good son. Partially, I wanted to go to both of them. Oh, so you're but, a like, you're a selfish person. I was gonna say I took myself as well. It wasn't a hey, you're going with someone else. It yeah. was you're going with me. Congrats. Um, that's what happened there. And then I don't even remember. Oh yeah, I brought my brother a uh, a. Uh, I'm going to have to say his full name because if I say X, you won't get it. X, 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 do you know X? 
No, X and X, 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 the porn website? No, XXX Tentacion. Oh, that guy. The rainbow haired guy. No, that's 6ix9ine, but close okay, enough. Okay. Actually, not at all. He's a genius. 6ix9ine's not. Anyways, I bought him. He's dead, right? But he came out with the, they came out with the documentary oh, yeah, last year. And I bought one him. That's a, dead. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's true. Well, he's he was going to be a genius. Anyways, the really? look at he the was. look at me uh, bundle that was part of his uh, documentary. It came with the shirt and the CD and exclusive box and everything. I bought him that. So was your brother all excited? Oh yeah, man. We have his poster up in our root on our house. Look at you. We guys. have Juice World, X, Peep, Post Malone, Kanye. Um, who else do we have? So your wall is full of devil worshippers. No, and, our wall is like and, I always uh, say this. Our wall, no, no, no. Our wall is like a uh, what's that? Like a vigil. Everybody on the wall is dead, basically. Or or they they worship the devil. Or Travis Scott is on the wall too. By the yeah, way, devil worship. No, and the Kanye uh, uh, anti-Semitic. Kanye's about to drop another album. Yeah, Vultures with Ty Dollar Sign. Vultures. It's called Mind Kampf. No, it's called Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, I walked right into that. I'll give you that one. How's it going? But Vultures, December 31st. Don't care. You know he hasn't anyway, lost any followers, right? What? That's off the topic, but he hasn't actually lost followers. He lost? You know when he said he was uncancelable? Yeah. Like, he basically is. He actually gained followers after that. Yeah, but he's... No. It's just quite... No, no, he did. And it's quite remarkable that are that you, man... You, so you believe... No, in, I'm just like... I think it's so polarizing that the man can say whatever he wants, no matter how bad it is, and he still finds a way to get people to follow him. Because he, he hasn't done anything. He said words. Once he does actions, he's gone. Yeah, that definitely won't help his case. Yeah. Can I tell you something real quick? Are we about to wrap up our I was going to say one more thing. Well, part go of for this it. Thing, go for it. You kind of ruined the, the momentum. Like You I asked. No, like. You asked about my gift giving, and okay. I needed a flex on here. Yeah, but then. What did what'd you, you give your family, mister? You don't give gifts. At all? No. Y'all don't take the opportunity just to no. give them anyways and get them? No. My oh, mom man. doesn't like Christmas. I mean, she doesn't like, like. Like we're not a, we're not like all hunky dory about Christmas no. anyway. No, it's probably I'm we're like, you know, getting, like like we we're gonna we'll go as far as the tradition of we'll decorate like even when I went down to my trees dad's and stuff house, like that. Yeah, 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 my dad's house they had a tree. We don't have a tree at our house right now. I'm surprised that you don't take the opportunity to be like, can I get a PS5 or something? I'm like 34 <laughs> years old. Like it's over. You're never too old for a PS5, Mister. No, it's over. Like that. My my little brother, we might like give him little things, like because he's yeah. He, your brother didn't take the opportunity to ask for like a PS5 no, or something. But he doesn't like he doesn't know, know those kind of things. Like, it's okay. We'll buy him. Like he's obsessed with Legos. So on the two days ago, I bought him a Lego set. Like he can get gifts anytime he wants. Right. So what was the thing you needed to say that ruined my? No, no, no. I want to hear your thing first. Okay. Oh wait, oh wait. Because you, you said you had one more thing. No, no. Well, the thing was I was going to say is that uh, back to the anticlimactic thing. Right. What is more anticlimactic? Because I'll tell you this. I think actually the worst of the holiday season is January first. New Year's. Oh, Day. I think New, you're right. No, I think New Year's Day is a is a complete. There's nothing to it. You've, everything's already happened before. Right. Everything. It, they, it doesn't even happen on the day. It kind of does. It happens no, like, at the, but like the first you, day. Everybody like goes hard on New Year's Eve. Like, I'll tell you this. I'm going to give a side story. I've had the Uh-oh. worst luck on New Year's Eve. That I've had a lot of times where I didn't do anything. I was stuck at home. Uh, and it sucked. And I always hated New Year's Eve. And then I never. I'll tell you this. I've never had a kiss on New Year's Eve. I don't think I don't think people seek that out as much as people think they do. But I see it on television shows. Well, yeah, well, you know, if Ryan Seacrest out. is hosting it, you better make sure that everybody on that show is kissing. Well, what? What? Like you want to kiss Ryan Seacrest? No, no. If Ryan Seacrest is hosting a special, oh. it better be like picture perfect. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, I get you. You know, but, well, all I'm saying is, I think that 
the holidays are good portions that I love, mm-hmm. but then the second part of it like is very shitty. And a bigger example, December and January, right? Same month, honestly. It's the same month, temperature-wise, everything. But guess what? We love December more because it's, a, it's the holiday season. But when January comes around, <laughs> everybody is just piss-poor sad. <laughs> Especially given the New Year's resolution, which is oh, hilarious. Yeah. And then you go back to school and you get back to your normal lives, and it's just so shitty. Yeah, and you know, I... Uh... I agree with that. I mean, I've thought that for a while. My One of my friends, his favorite day is New Year's. And I've never, like, love him to death. Like, I've known him forever. And, like, we hang out all the time, like, back in Lubbock. And he, he, he worked with me in the magazine. And uh, he loves New Year's. Like, Either loves. Day. What? Either. Both. Both. But, like, I don't get how you can like day. I've never understood it. Day is just a never day. Understood it's just a normal it. day. Yeah. It just happens to be the first of the year. Yeah. Never understood and so, like, like that's why I go to like a. Fe- I try to find festivals on New Year's and New Year's. I mean, New Year's Eve and uh, the day before, because like, I don't really like. I think New Year's is kind of like whatever. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'd much rather go and watch music people opposed to like sitting around. I don't and- even like Afghan New Year. When is that? It's usually it's there's two kinds. It's called Persian or Afghan New Year. Yeah. It's on March 21st usually. Uh-huh. Uh, when and- does it end? Huh? Oh, I guess it would end in March the next year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're, you know, Alice, and, and, and there's like so many different calendars because, you know, technically Islamic New Year is different yeah. than Afghan New Year, which is kind of pagan. It's all weird. There's so many mixes of pagan and religious. Anyway, can I tell all you, I got to say is yeah. happy holidays. Can I tell you about the history I witnessed? What? The past weekend. What do you mean? Was it past weekend? Let's see. Yeah. What did you do? I witnessed history this past weekend. What did you do? Can you guess? I don't. Well, let me tell you. Go ahead. I never thought I'd see the day because I thought this record would stand tall for quite some time. Okay. But I was fortunate enough to be one of the, at this moment when the record got broken, one of the probably only 4,000 people left in the stadium because <laughs> it was such a slacking. But I was lucky enough to get to witness the highest scoring uh Offensive performance from a from a state football team in Texas, and I'm very proud of that. I got to watch DeSoto beat Summer Creek 74 to 14. Previous record was held by. Do you know? I think Carol. Can you guess? Ah, uh, no, it's not bad. It's in this area. You, um, Alito. Close. It does start with an A. Allen. Allen. 63. Kyler Murray. Been held. He's been holding it for 10 years now. And they finally beat it. Arguably the greatest team in Texas right now. DeSoto beat Duncanville, who is one of is maybe the best team outside of DeSoto. And DeSoto, now you could make the case that not only are they one of the best national teams, they might be one of the best teams ever to exist in Texas. And I got to watch them last Saturday, and I've never been more proud of my life. Anyway, so <laughs> um, no, I mean that's kind of cool, but what, what, what I, I don't understand why you can be so excited about. High school oh, teams it's so much fun. They're not your team. Oh, my God. Well, see, the thing with Duncanville is, like, I have a connection to Duncanville. I've called games for Duncanville. They're, like, the first okay, guys to fun. give me uh, an opportunity outside of college. And so, like, I've always had a soft spot for them. And but, it helps that their football team popped off right as I was but calling. you didn't do it. You went to De- you did DeSoto. You watched DeSoto. I watched Duncanville, too. They were right before. Okay. Well, I was there from – on Saturday, I was there from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then Friday, I was there from 3 p.m., to 11 p.m. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad. I told you I'd do it, man. Eighth year in a row for state championship games. Eight years in a row. 
Here I am. I've seen a lot of people roll through there. I've watched. Will you? Will you stay there all day? Because everybody says they will, and then they, and then they flake. Listen, who knows where I'm going to be next year okay. in December? I might be dead. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I might be dead. <laughs> off the off the big marge over here <laughs> in Dallas, according to the Reddit users, they want to push me off. Anyway, you can't get rid of EA that that easily. Trust me. I would miss you. Oh, thank you. Trey. There you go. You're like my best friend at the station. Nobody would talk to me here. I don't think That's I'm true. I'm the only, I think I'm the only person that talks to you here. I did get told good job yesterday. From who? The two that I produced for. Why don't you say the names? What? DJ and Monty. Yeah. Yeah. You know why they said good job? Uh, because we we they we uh, they pay us. It. Oh. Who them? Yeah. Oh, smart. Yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Oh. I'm glad you did a good job for them. I always do a great I'll job. tell you what, they only got nine days. Ten days. Why? They didn't pay for December. They still haven't? No, I told you that. They paid for this. They paid at the beginning of December, but they didn't pay for November. For, so uh, that was their November month. I told you this was going to happen. Monty. Got to get that. Anyway. Gotta... <laughs> All right, well, it's time to, well, did you get, well, wait a minute. Before I go and move on from this, uh, this uh, next segment, did you get a text? No, I did not. And he knew that we were doing it. Like I Text told you. Just to you right now and say, you have five, you have two minutes okay. to send a thing. Or Should I do it in the group chat? What group chat? That me and DJ and Monty no, have? No, do it straight to Monty. <laughs> From the producing right. days? Let's see. What, uh, what do I say? So you have two minutes. I'm going to say EA said you said that. Yeah, say EA That sounds really direct. Minutes. Like, oh, man. Is, do you have them in your phone as Monty? I have him as Justin Monty. I do too. I have him Justin. Yeah, I'm gonna say, do you want weird. me? You don't like. Uh, I don't. You you're don't right. Like names or I don't do nicknames here. Except me. Yeah, apparently, they call me. Yeah, because like, what am I gonna call you? Is odd. If you want, because it sounds like a last name, not a bad way. But it, my name's Hassan, and you can't call. You can't even say that. I could probably start calling you that. Hassan. Okay, let's try. It. Let's see and do it around the station. See what people say. I, I could do it, Hassan, because that's yeah, that sounds actually way more. Hassan. Eh. Like eh. Eh, Esan? Yeah, Esan. Let's see. Do you want me to... Esan money. What is that? Esan money. My mom made up a song for me when I was a baby, and I I sing it too. And, uh... Is that right? I mean, I don't do... I just... They gave me a nickname the other day. Cray, what was it? They said Cray Cray. Cray Cray? Yeah, which is kind Wasn't of like... That, a little kind of like... No, I don't want to hear that. No, because like I've had that nickname for like... Light years. Just everybody calls me that thing and it's new and it's actually not. Cray Cray. Cray Cray, honestly. All right. Well, he has. Um, we can catch it at the end, too. You yeah, know? we can always get the end. So, anyway, yeah. it's time for Chilling with the Cows. It is sponsored still by Work in Progress, but they're not going to get their liner in right now. We'll see if they'll get it at the end of the segment. And we got to get moving on right now. The Dallas Cowboys. Dis, they're disappointed right now. They really are because they go into Buffalo and a game that a lot of us thought, okay, it would be m- much more competitive. Right. And unfortunately, they came in there. And listen, I didn't know if you were going to pick them to win or not. I thought they had a good chance. I did pick them to win, right? I think you no, did. No, I did. I never picked them to no. lose. <laughs> they go into Buffalo, and I'm thinking they got a great shot at this game. They really do. They're on a high. They just beat the Eagles at home. This is a road game they can win. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. This Cowboys defense loves to play 
and uh, go after the turnovers. They're big on the turnovers. Okay, the, the, this is it. This is a great ma- matchup right now, and I'm excited for it. Right. And then they came out <laughs> with that bullshit. Are you kidding me? It's putting it nicely. Like, what was that? Like, Creighton, I, I don't understand what, what I was watching. I couldn't muster up any words. At first, I was like, okay, we'll get him We'll get him in the second quarter. We'll get him in the second And after every Russian, uh, every time they rushed the football, I just uttered the words, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, because they were getting 20 <laughs> yards of carry, it looked like. I was like, are we back to the San Francisco game? Actually, even worse, this is, you know what was worse? Uh, it felt like last year when everybody could run on them. Remember how Green Bay ran on them? And we're going back into right. a similar pattern with this defense. This game opened up uh, a lot of people's eyes and said, oh, my God, is this Cowboys defense actually weak? Because if you look at it, the Cowboys technically have been using a cheat code. They get ahead to the point where other opposing teams have to pass the football to catch up. Right. And that's allowing teams, okay, well, then they won't run the football. And ironically, running the football is actually the biggest kryptonite this Cowboys team has. If you run against them, you're going to win. And now I'm afraid that Miami has watched all the what? game tape against Buffalo, and so did Detroit, and so did even the Commanders. And they know, hey, if you want to get a win against Dallas, just go run run the football up the middle. They can't stop it. I thought what was quite remarkable about the game was that it wasn't complex running either it was uh james cook who by the way bitter bittersweet james cook was on my fantasy team so i know every touchdown he scored i died and then on the other end of me i was like oh, that's a real bummer because it's points for my fantasy he got me 30 plus points i couldn't believe it but why'd you play him against the cowboys i didn't think he'd do what he did because he's never done what he did and i just was so baffled by the fact that they were just like lining up and running just straight up, like nothing crazy running. And the Cowboys knew it and they never once were able to stop it. And there were so many deflating moments in that game. Like when they were on a third down or maybe a second and long, uh, or even honestly, one of the biggest ones was the touchdown run where he ran for, it wasn't that long. Was it 20 yards or something like that? When he couldn't, you know, he, they tackled him and he kept going had a couple of those where he like he would either get the first down or he ended up getting that one touchdown where it was such like it was like it, it, it was disheartening and kind of embarrassing and I I was just like you want to talk about being punked that's what it is that's what being punked looks like they got punked from everywhere and it was so sucky because not only do you beat the Eagles your quarterback maybe for the first time in his entire career like legitimately is an MVP front runner. Like not like one that like we say he is and everybody else is kind of like, no, you're just Dallas Cowboy fans. And then like most people have them like third or fourth on the list. I think a lot of people, not just us, were going into this game saying like, yeah, Dak is like the MVP player right now. And that hasn't happened ever. And it was so unfortunate because I don't know if he lost it there. He did. But. Whoa, he made it a lot no, it's, a lot more difficult on himself. And that was why I was so sad about it because I thought he was going to play really well. And he um, just never could get it going. Ever. Unless unless Dak can come into Miami and just light throw it up. five touchdowns, light it up. It's the Dak Prescott show, and everybody's watching, and it's just from start to finish, Dak Prescott just slinging it. Perfect passes, all those things. 
if that is the only way I can see, that is the only way I can see him per, uh, overtaking Brock Purdy. But right now, it's Brock Purdy's to lose right now. You don't he think it's submitted. Christian McCaffrey? They're not going to give it to they Christian should. McCaffrey. They should. That would be a lot. Like, if you're not, if, if it's any year that you would do this, it would, I mean, this would be so justified. You're right. They love to give it to quarterbacks. And this is the problem. Listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from Brock Purdy. I think he's played a great, great season. He's played the position well. Do we still think he's a system guy? He is a system okay. quarterback. Let's just be honest. That's what he is. He's got a lot of pieces around him. If you, he No does. matter like what you say about how good he is, he's got a lot of guys around him. Brock Purdy, I think at one part of the stretch, they lost a lot of their key members of their, of their offense. Yeah. What happened then? They lost three straight. Christian McCaffrey or uh, uh, what was the receiver's name? Debo Samuels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Debo yeah. goes out, right. and, and all of a sudden you start losing some of those parts. The San Francisco team doesn't look as uh, unbeatable. But when they get all their weapons right there, they are one of the best in football. The man's got it's a great system by a yeah. great coach in Kyle Shanahan. He's got Christian. He's got Debo. He's got Brandon. He's got George, and then he's on the defensive side. He doesn't even play on that side. Chase Young. All these dudes, like, just, I, I, I don't, I hate to discredit him, but, like, I do think he's, he's, a, he's much better than mystery relevant, right? He is much better yeah, than his than the last pick and draft. However, this. I think that he gets a lot of buy, I mean, a bailout because his receivers, when you throw the ball five yards, they can bust for another thirty. Exactly, and also goes with one that he has a great offensive line. The offensive True. line is one of the best in football. Laid him the, the have the best probably tackle in football in Trent Williams right now. They are blocking like no other. Their their blocking schemes are a very you know next level because of Shanahan. And uh, these guys are going to of course get open, get those yak yards that everybody <laughs> loves to talk about. So unfortunately, he's going to he's going to get the MVP. I think. Can Dak win this thing back? Again, let's say he does do the five touchdowns, like you said. Is that going to be enough? Like, do you to, think he, he actually gets to, back in? He would have to do it again against. Oh, Detroit. twice. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Like he would have to put back to back. Brock's probably gonna have to have a bad game. Forces. I would and, think. Probably he could against the Ravens. I, I'm telling you right now. I'm hoping. I bet they lose that game. I hope it. You need them. If you're a Cowboys fan, there's a lot of scenarios out there. But the biggest thing is you're trying to avoid the Niners until at the at the latest possible, which is the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. The only way, because right now, as it's looking, the Cowboys are not going to um, overtake the Niners in terms of record. Right. And I think that, you know, you still have a chance with the Eagles, but you don't want to play the Niners in the divisional round. But you know what's so funny about, um, before we get into, you mentioned offensive line, we'll get into the injuries here in a second and whatnot, and I'll even go back to the defense, but I want to stay with Dak real quick. He out. I mean, in terms of yardage, and quite honestly, just in all everything, he basically outplayed Josh Allen. Okay, that no, 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 I know, I know, no, but no, but no. like that, no, no to that, I, I know what you're about to say. That's how bad the defense was yeah. when it came to running the ball. That Dak Prescott had a hundred yards, twenty twenty one for thirty four. Josh Allen had this is a bus driver stat: seven of fifteen for ninety four. 94 yards. That's all he had to do, and they won by 21 points. So even even Dak doing that, outplaying Mr. Allen, like so, I would say even like maybe substantially. I mean, he didn't even yeah, he didn't even have triple digits here. They 
I know. They lost by 20. I understand. And listen, that just shows you how bad the defense played and how well their offensive uh, line and the blocking skills. First of all, I am amazed by the Bills' uh, offensive line. They were just um, – they had a guy on everyone. They blocked well. They pushed everybody. They were maulers out there. Uh, I would say they were like bulldozers, you know, big bulldozers. Oh, they were like, moving. They moved the Cowboys' defense on the other edge of the uh, the map. And the and Cook had like – looked like he was Moses going down the Red Sea. Like, he had a 179 on how many carries they, did he have? Had a 20, total, they ran him 25 times. He had 179, and he averaged 7.2. Seven, he almost averaged a first down every time he caught the, got so the ball. Let me ask you this question. So we already know what happened against Buffalo. Debacle, bad. Now you're going against a Miami team. For one, a Miami team that noted this season alone that they put up 70 on a bad Broncos team, which is started coming back together. But at the time, they were a bad Broncos team. Yeah, they put 70 points against the playoffs, I would think. Um, despite their injuries, they still get Tyreek Hill back. They have Waddle. Yeah. They have a running back in Mostert. Is that how you say it? Mostert? Yeah. They have a Russian attack that's very unique, and they use the very same Russian attack and angles that make the Cowboys weak. Like, this is their running attack is specifically designed against the Cowboys' weaknesses. And this is a road game again. You have to get in there, and they're going against a quarterback in Tua that, when he has his weapons around him, plays very well. So good. And, and Tyreek yeah. Hill is back this week. And. Um, before I before I say another X factor, to your point, the Dallas injuries. You know, you're not. I have no idea. Let's say for the sake of right now, we I don't really know. Let's. I would be not shocked, but Zach Martin, even if he plays, will not be 100. percent And he's and not going to play. Uh, he's he, not going to play. He, you could tell that the 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 thing with it. Right. It's um. For what it's worth, David said it was like a bruise. Yeah. I but, mean, I don't think it's like a substantial injury. However. Seven days later, good luck, kind of thing. You know, like you'll probably be back the next week, but good luck doing Miami. Um, you heard the other news, right? Which one? Tyron Smith. What did he do? He got it. Just got added. He has a he has a back injury from oh, the game. Right, right, right. And so, okay. and Mike McCarthy's like, I hope he can play on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So you have those two, and then on the defensive side, you're also hurt. Hankins. I know, and many people are looking at Hankins as the reason. Like, uh oh, like is that why they were able to run on us I so see much? What you're doing. Huh? I see what you're trying to do. What? I see what you're trying to do. What's that? Like, you know what? It's not going to fucking work. Right? Well, oh, you're trying to get the reverse jinx? No, I don't know oh. what you're doing. So Hankins goes, and then you're going to bring up. Oh! That's a good catch. I was going to do it. You're the one that said it was an amazing pick. You're I'm the one. Sorry. I didn't never. No, no, no. I never said. I came up to you the minute Mozzie got drafted. You loved it. No, the minute convinced Mozzie you. got. No, I said it was fine. And I said. This is not where I was looking to go. And you go, that's actually a really good pick, Creighton. You it don't really understand football. Mozzie's going to do this. The bro has played like what? Five to, has played five snaps his entire. You just and I hear, I hear all this jazz about how like you got to let him grow. You got to let him grow. The dude is a first round Bob pick. And the, Bob, I know. You, you want dis, to disagree with Bob Sturm? What pick was he? Can I'm you tell, tell him? Bob now. What, what pick was he? First round pick. First pick. No, what, 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 what pick? Uh, on the first round, what pick? It was in the Let's 20s. look. What? In the twenties. Okay, so it was definitely in the twenties. There are multiple kids that were in front of him that got drafted that are making substantial impacts right now in the NFL. We need a Don't big boy. tell me we need that a big boy. everybody needs to have four to five years to learn how to play this game. That's so not true. Okay. 
listen. Am I crazy for saying? Am I crazy for saying that you should be able to produce on your first? A little. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Because people, I've, how many people have you seen do it before? Yeah, like elite athletes. The ones are the elite. He's ones. first round pick. So all first round picks are not all going to be elite. For so that all. So, so there you go. You there you go. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. I didn't listen. <laughs> at that stage of the draft, I didn't think he was going to be an elite player. You guys I, I thought, praised no, the pick. I said, I said it was a good pick because you needed to address your defensive line. And he the, is not helping them. I understand, but off his tape, I'm going. I did in college, and in college he wasn't that bad. Well, that's great. So what? Taco Charlton was great in college. No, Taco, you knew. Taco Charlton was great in college. No, he, wasn't. he was very no, good in college. Wasn't. Yes, but he as a was. Pass rusher. That's what he was drafted as. Was a pass rusher. Oh, he but his tape any... looked great. Yay! Listen, listen. We're talking about two different players, and they play two different positions. Okay. You know. You could tell when you watch Taco Charlton's tape that he wasn't ready for the NFL. Mozzie Smith, on a, you know, he looked like a you know a, 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 the next generation of a run stopper. But you know what? He hasn't done any info. I'm sorry, we we missed that one. There you go. Thank you. Let, right. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Let me click on his name oh, here. God. Let me click on his oh. name here, Mister First Round Pick from Michigan. By the way, we don't really hit well on the Michigan ones. Let's see. That's true. He he's a uh, he's had eight solo tackles this year and one whole sack. Eight's pretty good. Give me a break. What give, did you want him to have? Give me 30, a break. Thousand? It's a first-round pick, man. Okay, hand, hand. You know what I want? Actually, you know what I want? You know what I want is when he's in there, I don't want to have to say, oh, well, there goes a 10-yard run. Oh, that's easy money. Right? Throw, go right you behind Mozzie. I'm going to throw it at your face. <laughs> Mozzie has the, the ability, and I guarantee you next year, he's going to be a baller and a shot caller with 20-inch oh, plays on the Impala. So do you feel confident with him in the game? That's what I thought. Right now, so no. we're so that's right the now, problem. No. That's where we're back yeah. at. Hankins is gone. It, Mozzie's in, and that's not all because you also have another problem. It's more than just your defensive linemen. Your linebackers are terrible. They're all well. Demond, that's the thing. Demond Clark, uh, you know, I thought Demond, Demond, or Demond. How do you say it? Demond? Oh, Clark. I think you said yeah. Bland. Sorry no, about that. Demond, you're right. You're right. Demond, Sorry, I don't know Demond why I thought Clark. that. Clark is like I I thought I had high expectations for this guy when he came out of college. Yeah, from LSU it was LSU. Yeah, yeah, those guys bring a lot of hype with them. And all of a sudden, you know, he's just drifted into this average linebacker. I mean, he's fine. It's not like he gets beat all the time or he doesn't, but he's also not great. He's kind of in the middle. And then on top of that, you have Rashawn Evans. I, I, look, very nice guy. Met him in the locker room. I, I don't see his impact playing right now. Is I, Nolan Smith doing really good in Philadelphia? I think he got injured. I don't think he's playing yet. Let's see here. I don't know, man. Does he play 14 games? Oh, maybe that was college. I'm just looking. Now I'm now I'm looking at guys past Mozzie Smith and I'm trying to figure out. Get over the Mozzie Smith. We're on linebackers right now. <laughs> but I'm saying your linebacker career, that's why a lot of people are, well, put uh, uh, Micah Parsons right back at linebacker. Here's the thing. As much as and, and as talented as he is, he's not a great run stopper. He's just not. It's not but, and that's okay. Some people are not run stoppers. Some people are built to stop, be a pass rusher, sure, and be a, a unique playmaker in that. But regard. that's like that's it shouldn't it should not be his job to have to go and be the other guy. They should be able to get somebody that can do that other job. And when and, is the last time they picked a linebacker? Right, and he should be able to have the opportunity to just be a pass rusher. He was talking about on his podcast how everybody says one thing or they're like, oh, you want me to be a linebacker, but then you want me to be a pass rusher. Then you want me to be a pass rusher and I'm a linebacker and this and that. He should be able just to be one. He shouldn't have to, like, quite frankly, play the whole defense is basically what it is. And this is what worries me. 
because you're going against okay the the Dolphins are not like the the Bills. The Bills could be you know the Bills only have one one weapon, in my personal opinion, especially on the outside. That's uh, Stephon Diggs. Right. You're going to go against well, Miami. I guess Cooks now. Oh yeah, Cooks now too. <laughs> but let's say this. Let's say you can't stop Mostert in the Miami rushing attack. All oh. the running backs are talented. Yeah, you're talented. cooked then, right? But what about the other end? Because Tua has one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and then you have the uh, other the guy. Fastest. Well, I know. Uh, Tyreek kills the probably the fastest. Player. Well, I know Parsons says he's faster. Micah? Yeah, that's no. what he said today. He said to the. I the, get where he's coming from. I. I just don't think that's true. The, uh, He's in quick. The, in the race. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to him, but I just don't think so. Well, again, but my point is then you got uh, Waddle on the other side. I mean, th- this is a talent. They have that really good tight end as well. This is a very talented Miami team offensively, and your defense is trusted to stop that after coming off one of their worst performances of the year against a team that really, honestly, you should have beat. Josh Allen should not come in there and be like, oh. Yeah, two is not going to throw only eighty or ninety-four no, yards in Miami. He will light you up. Yeah, I was going to say, like this Miami team is substantially better than the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to tell you right now the the hope I have for uh, on Sunday on Christmas Eve is the offense. You need Dak back to his old self. Oh yeah, you need Dak to go back to what he was doing earlier in the season, before, right during the Eagles game, and get him cooking. Here's the problem, though. Now we find out the offensive lines in in flux because we don't know who's going to be playing because of all these injuries. His wide receivers are up and down. I don't know what to make of it anymore, uh, Grayton. I really don't. Yeah, of course, mo- Tony Pollard hasn't done any favors for me. I mean, he's they already put him in the stats as one of the worst running backs in the league right now. That's crazy. Now, let's let's pause for like two seconds to like just point point out who said that at the beginning of the year. He didn't know. He, I, what did I say? You know exactly what I said. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say about? What, what did I say about Tony Pollard? I said I'm not sure he can. Will he be able to live up to RB one? And you guys all laughed at me. No, you guys no, all thought no, I was nuts. No. You talk about him being RB one or living with that. You said because of his injury. I, oh, fine. We, we can do that. We can do that one too. Did, no, that, did it work out? Injury. I know. I always said, can he carry the workload? And look what's happening. Here's the questionables for Dallas right now. Malik Hooker, Rico Dowdle, Zach, Tyron, Jonathan Hankins. That's rough. Like that's that a, is that is scary. That's a loss. It looks like well, here's here's theirs. Here's theirs. Deshaun Elliott, who is good. You have Xavier Howard, Durham Smith, Raheem Mostert, questionable if I'm gonna play. Devon Akane. So all of our guys are like substantial to the team. And I guess. Besides, like Deshaun, who is pretty good, but not that they don't absolutely need him. Texas guy, hook him. Raheem is like the only one outside that's like drastically the dude, right? Yeah. So it's it's not going to be easy. And the game that you needed to in the stretch that you're in with all these hard teams, which we knew was coming, the Bills game was the one you needed to win. So that way you can navigate through these next games. Because I got I got I got something for you. Detroit's not going to be an easy go up in here. I understand that people say like, "Oh, they're frauds." Well, those frauds still have ten wins. They still got double digit wins. They have the same record that the Cowboys you can't have. Use that excuse both what? ways because they say the same thing about the Cowboys. Then the Cowboys still have ten wins. I didn't call them frauds. I said after they beat Seattle, we can talk. I'm saying that with the injuries and everything, it it's not going to be an easy win. Did I say they were going to lose? No. I still think Detroit's I frauds. Said, I, I still think they're with a fraud ten wins. Yeah. 
I really do. That's because, a lot of wins in the NFL yeah, because, to be frauds. Look at some of their losses of who they've lost to. Look Cal- at ours. We lost to Arizona. Okay, that's one Arizona. We lost they, to a Bills team that's not very great. Actually, no, they are. Actually, in fact, if you go look at it, some of the numbers that looked into it, the Bills at home have been extremely well. It's like the opposite effect. Of like It's like us. The Cowboys are great at home, too. Well, see, here's the problem. Here's the other problem is that the Packers were fighting for a playoff spot and they beat the Lions. Yeah. The Ravens beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. That's not the a bad bear, team to the lose to. The Lions. Okay, that's their Arizona. And then they lost to the Seahawks. They didn't lose the war- that Madden, bad a team. The Cowboys didn't lose to the Seahawks. We lost to the Bills and, they, and the Cardinals. And who else did we lose to? The Eagles. And the Niners. That's a good win. And the Niners. So we have roughly as many bad losses as they got. I don't know about that. I, I don't think that they're... Oh, I'm listen. telling you right now. Okay, so this is how I look at it. I thought you should have won against Buffalo. Sure. I thought that was going to be your big... Home game or a road game that you could win and say, hey, doubt is wrong. If you would have told me Josh Allen was going to do 94 yards of the like, yeah, win. And I thought the Miami team was going to – the game was going to be the, the one they lay an egg. And then they came right back and won against Detroit. And I knew what was going to happen was that if Philadelphia won that game on Monday – lost that game on Monday, we were all going to be like, dang And it. we do. And it we did. And it happened, right? Lost and and you're just like, oh. You're like, you guys can never – we can't hop that fence, get over that hump that we need to. It's like it's always just like right there. We can't. So then get I'm over. ask you a question. Wouldn't it be in the right mind for the Cowboys and the right strategy? Hope that the Eagles tank? not to tank. What you're gonna say? Oh, don't you dare! Like, hope the Eagles get the number one overall seat. No, listen. You me. have to fight because I'll tell you why. You have to fight for the division, and then you can then you can do your listen okay. thing because it'll this will help you form whatever opinion you're about to give me. That's asinine. Okay. Um, you need to fight for as much home position as you possibly can. I don't know if you're going to get it, but you can't lay down and just let them have it. You've got to go for it because you know what you bring to the table when you play inside AT&T Stadium. you got to give it your all to win these next three games and hope that DeVito ends up beating this Eagles team at least once so that way you get some kind of home field advantage at some point in the playoffs. Because it's not going to be easy for you on the road the entire time because you've proven that it's hard for you to win on the road. Harder. Well, we're saying the same thing. Here's what I'm trying to say. If you give the Eagles home field advantage, that means that now you're... Oh, sorry. He's done. Absolutely cooked. Sorry. It's how that offense was on Sunday. It felt like that. No, <laughs> you're telling me that if the Eagles get the number one offense, they'll be number See? one. Or, sorry, the number one seed. They'll yeah. be number one. Right. That means you face the Eagles in the second round, which you, you've already sh- demonstrated you can't go on the road and beat them. You can't. But- and the Eagles are trash, and you know they are. They're, they're, they're not that great anymore. And listen, <laughs> listen, Linda, that means <laughs> that you move on and then you don't play San Francisco until at least the NFC Championship game. And that's what you're trying to do is get to the NFC Championship game. That's all we care about, at least. But I think get you need to play for a home game. playoff game if you can get it. It's not, they're not going to get it, though. You don't know that. What Do did the Eagles Tommy lose? Tommy DeVito's really going to beat the Eagles? Listen, there was one game in the early part of this year where he did pop off. It's not like he can't do it. He's a professional football player, okay? All it takes really. is one bad. He's pretty bad. It takes one bad quarter for the Eagles and one good quarter for Tommy just to do something. Just a glimmer of hope. There's no hope. A glimmer of hope. Go for the realistic <laughs> thing. Stay away from the Niners. Face the Eagles in the second round and move on and get to the NC Championship game. 
That's what you need to do. That's how you're going to win in this in this league. Okay, you play through trickery. I don't understand. Let the Eagles win. I don't (laughs) care. Lose the rest of our games. Stop that. Lose it. I don't care. We should even listen. You're going to lose against Miami anyway. Awful. I'm 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 already picking it right now. Miami to win big. Okay, so let them lose against Detroit and and against the the Commanders. Commanders. You get three straight losses. Ten and seven. After all that, you're going to be satisfied with ten and seven. Well, no. Listen, give them home field or home field advantage. Who would be your first? Who would be your first? Game in the playoffs. Uh, no matter what, it'll be the Falcons or whoever wins the NFC South, and that's the beauty of it. You play that shitty division, you know you're going to win. Doesn't matter road. How do you way. know you're going to win you're if it's on win. the road? You're going to win, and then you're going to win and you get into the divisional round. And guess what? You're not playing the Niners this time. You're playing the Eagles, who are not that great. You and they were on a bye week, and you just just take it to them. Do you feel more confident? And then you get to the NFC Championship game, and you await who you await. <laughs> okay. okay? That's how it should be. Do you feel more confident this team can win a Super Bowl with all road games in the playoffs? Look at the or, Rangers. Well, what? Yeah, but the Rangers weren't losing games like this at the end of the year. How do you know? What? How do you know? I watched it. I watched it too, and they seemed like they were... Listen, I'm all for the Cowboys going on a playoff run. All I'm saying is that the Rangers got four games out of seven to do it all the time. Two out of three, three out of five... Four out of seven. Cowboys get sixty minutes to figure their crap out, and if they don't, they're going home. All right, let me ask That's you all I'm nervous about. Before we wrap up, let me ask you this question: Do you think that what we saw in Buffalo was an anomaly or something that is um, been on what side of the ball time? on the defense? I don't think anybody's going to run like that. That even Miami. No, I don't think. I don't think they're going to. I don't think anybody's going to punk that defense that bad again. I do think that. It's not out of the question to assume that Miami's going to have a 100-yard rusher. No, no, I just don't think they're going to get 200 yards and completely control the line of scrimmage to the point where you can't stop homeboy, whoever it might be, for a first down every time he gets the ball, whether that's James Cook or whoever's going to be playing in the backfield for Miami, depending on injuries, or anybody. I don't think that they're going to have a situation where he's going to almost run 200 yards again, but I could easily see that these guys are going to have a 100-yard pasture, I mean, rusher, especially if the offense doesn't get going. But I doubt the offense is only going to score 10 points again. So let me ask you this. Do you think that the defense we saw on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, do you think it was because of all the sickness that was going around, or do you think there's something more there that is pressing that's why the Cowboys are struggling? At the In the Buffalo game specifically? Yeah, because a lot of Cowboys players were getting they sick were. from the flu yeah, they or were. whatever it was. No, what I think happened – was I think Buffalo punched them in the face so quick, and there was just they could never get it going after that. You're so funny. Why? You're so funny. What? You're, you're retelling of stories and all. What? That. So Did they not? Yeah, but you're making it sound more like dramatic and negative. Than so I, I I will say this, which I thought was kind of ironic. So the week before, uh, when the Eagle when ha- happened, okay. D-Law comes out in the locker room and says, like, you know, you punch a team in the face until they can't go no more, and then when they're down, you punch them again. Yeah. And I was laughing because, like, God, that's what it feels like right now in Buffalo. I was like, it feels like they're just punching us in the face, and while we're down, uh, just keep going. I'm like, this is crazy how, like, in a week. But that's the parody of the NFL, quite honestly, that it can happen like that. I just don't see 
I think I've said this to you multiple times. I just think Dak, and it's not just him, but this offense, CD, sure, if you want to throw him in there. I just think those guys have done too many great things this year. Yeah. I do think Dak sometimes has some bad passes, but we mentioned this last time was that he's done, had such a streak that, like, it's no longer his his turnover thing that was trending towards being really bad is no longer bad. I think they do too many great things and have done too many great things in this season for us to be like, that's it. Offense is cooked. There's no more. They're not going to do any good. I would not be shocked if they come back and they drop another 30-plus points. They've done it all year. And Mike McCarthy is actually, I believe, what, really good after win, after losses? Cowboys is that correct? Are, are undefeated so far after a loss. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, there's a lot of things here to be, like, worried about because of injuries, but also you can be confident in this team that they, they're they very good about picking themselves back up. They don't let things get to them that bad. Okay. They could have easily, like Arizona, I keep bringing it up, but it was such a bad loss. They could have easily, like, fell apart after that. So you're telling they me didn't. this is an anomaly. For this game, yeah, well, kind of. I think I think it would be naive to think like, oh, no one's going to run on them again like that. Yeah. I think that in some fashion they will, but I don't think it would be like 200 yards. I think I think 100-yard rushers will happen. So this is kind of like a cloud game like the parents. I could play. see like a, like a 35-38 game, like high scoring. Like they score on them, but like it's through different Okay. cuz everybody's so good. Here's what I'm going to say. I think the Miami game, it will be crucial. I honestly think it will be uh, very close. I don't know if they'll win or not. I really can't predict. I think it's going to come down the wire. But I wouldn't be shocked if they won. It's just because it's how this team has responded all season long. Right. And so I'm with you right there. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the offense I think the offense just had a bad game. Now, whether or not their offensive linemen are going to play, that's the bigger issue. If they can play, I think the Cowboys have a very good shot at winning this game. Uh, if they can't, then it's going to look very, very, uh, very weak for this Cowboys team because if you can't, this is your, uh, I, no one's going to count Washington. This is your true last home game for a test. Right. If you can't win here against a good team, what makes you think you can do it in the, in the playoffs? Yeah, no, you're running out of like evidence to show us that you can do it. Exactly. Now, I said we could have a conversation when they beat Seattle, and we did, and I still think that team is there, but. It's not the same, whereas when you lose in the no. playoffs, you're done. Exactly. You, you got to find a way to beat these you're teams. And you're going to be playing teams that are, if not better, just as good as Seattle. So, Well, am I? I don't, we're, we're, we are, so here's and the bad news. We are in. This is the final podcast of the year. So we won't be You happy be about here. that? Huh? You happy about no, that? No, it makes me sad. Oh, okay. But, you know, somebody had to go on vacation all the time. It's all good because when we get back, we'll be able to talk about UT and the playoff. By the time we get back, that'll be settled. For the championship game. God, I hope they lose in the semifinals. Anyway. Just keep kicking that line until there's nowhere else to kick it. Okay, fine. It we'll started see. like five weeks ago. Keep that energy, boy. So before we keep go, that wrap energy. it up, do you want to give a well, – we'll do it in picks. We can do it. Yeah, picks. Okay. okay. We'll give a prediction it's there. I do think, though, that uh, the, you can already – there's one game you can mark it down. Lions, that's a W. Oh, yeah. Done. 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 Throwing the pin. All right. Well, did we get the text? No. We did not get. Oh, I got the text. Oh, last second. Yeah. Oh, he he just had to drive it in there. All right, what is it? Oh, hold on. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Okay. So let me let me while you get it ready, let me preface the the segment. We just did our incredible segment, chilling with the cows, and it's brought to you by a morning show that's on Sunday mornings here on the ticket. Called work in progress. Okay. And every now and then I have to read a liner from them. So um we gotta figure this out, man. Why? So his his where's your phone? 
Mine? Yeah. It's charging over there. How much battery is it got? I just sent it to you. Oh, okay. Um, We have to... We got to figure this out because... Hold on, I got to send it again. Did it go? Well, my phone's being weird, so it turned off. Oh, okay, that's why. We got to find a way to fix Monty's phone because this is getting ridiculous. Really? Again? I'm, I'm trying, man. So, listen. Of course... I, backwards and then spanish i know it, it has a mind of its own anyways this time man i'm telling you i'm sorry I'm, we'll have to figure it out this time um his phone only let him type in a certain amount of characters in his text box and so he he could only give me a few talking points um so what we're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to wing it but he he want he wants those talking points that i just gave you somehow put in there into so, our liner. Into the liner. So I'm, he couldn't. He okay. couldn't give me a full thing because he didn't have enough characters. So he only could pick six words to give you. Okay. Um. So go so for it. So here it is. This is uh chilling with the cows on, of course, our podcast. Turn off your mics. Uh, but we are sponsored by Work in Progress. This is a great, great program. You can see on the ticket. Um, you have a guy named Justin Montemayor who hosts the show. He has a bunch of sunburns all over his body because, <laughs> you know. He likes to take his shirt off when he goes to the beach and roll down the beach there. Um, you have a, a other co-host, DJ Ringenberg. They, you know, DJ's a great guy. The only thing is that he needs uh, to clean his taint a little okay. more. He has a very dirty taint. Uh, they both specialize in their show called what is called neuroplasticity, um, which is kind of like the plastic surgery of the brain. How do you know that? Uh, they need to get inside there. The they have a uh, uh, a producer named Matt Birmingham. Some con- consider him to be a you know a clone of Vern Troyer. Uh, if you know <laughs> Vern Troyer, he was Mini Me. They have very similar personalities. Sometimes on the show, they like to ride a unicycle to get to the show. Uh-huh. It's a big part of their show. Uh, and at the end of the show, they like to just spurt out smigma. Wow. I'll I'll give it to you. Work in progress, everybody. Uh, What was the unicycle one? They like to ride their their, their unicycles to work there. I'm sorry, man. I'll fix this phone next time. I know. We'll see. But uh, that's work in progress every every, uh, weekday morning or Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon. So thank you so much. And thank you for trying to get it in very late. But, you know, hey. We we still got it in, don't didn't we? Sure did. Didn't came down to it. I like to get it in always, always. But anyway, it's time for our other segment that we everybody loves, and I'm surprised this one isn't sponsored yet, Creighton. But it's time for talking popping, pop pop pop, pop, pop. talking popping, pop pop. How'd that pop. make you feel? I said it with you. Yeah, you should have. You're a part of this, but all right. Um, you were gonna do a. Uh, this is our. Uh, pop culture entertainment segment you were gonna do a review of some stupid movie it's not stupid and you haven't even seen it so i'll tell uh, you what what plenty of people have said they've cried during it why so it's take Willy that wonky what it's Willy wonky nothing sad about him no it's just like he the, they, chocolates the kids do you know actually do you know who directed it yes the guy that directed paddington both of them you ever seen paddington no i think those so, are the stupid bear <laughs> okay and then he met the they're queen not he's dumb. like they're not dumb 
Oh, the point. Queen, the I point have of a that. Sandwich. <laughs> the point of that was to say that he's very good at pulling on the heartstrings, and he does that in this movie. Yeah, well, he didn't pull on the heartstrings when the, he and the queen were eating marmalade sandwiches. Give me a break. I actually really liked Wonka for what it's worth. I thought Timothy Chalamet actually worked really, really well. Can I tell you? Can I ask you a question? What? Did we slate yourself for a review yet? No. So why are you talking about the film? Just saying, because you're never going to see it. So I just wanted to give a 30-second I don't thing. care. I don't. I saw Godzilla minus one. You don't see me giving you a review. I saw that too. Yeah, overrated. Whoa! Oh, my God! You, I, mean, I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. That movie, that movie rocked. Listen, it's a good movie. You got tired of reading the subtitles? Yeah, that's what my problem is. God no, bless. That movie's good, but they hyped it. Everybody hyped it up to be, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. It and looked amazing. First of all, oh, my brother did not appreciate it. My film school. The same brother that yeah. said that Captain Marvel had a great character arc? Apparently, that's. Oh, I talked to him about that. He says that that's not what he said. Oh, we backtracking that now? No, he said, he's talking about Kamala Khan and uh, Rambo. Oh, I bet we are. I bet that's we what are. He was um, <laughs> shout out to Omar. I love it. That's just I'm just poking fun because you're 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 a film buff too. It's all good. No, but uh, <laughs> also shout out to him because not doing so well. Oh, Kang. I know. <laughs> Poor Jonathan. Oh, actually, God. not poor Jonathan. He no, did I mean, it. Not poor Jonathan. He poor did King, it. The yeah. character. The poor Marvel that has to now once again divert. By the way, breaking news: If you didn't know, Jonathan Major is no longer King. Yeah, Magazine Dreams is no longer a thing. Nobody knows that it is. Okay, you're right. King's no longer a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about King. Anyway, well, instead of me giving you my Godzilla minus one review or my three year late King Richard review. What made you decide to watch that? That's such an we, Oscar we were, bait movie. I didn't think you'd like it. No, but we were sitting there at the house, and my little sister's there, and brother's there. And Wanted to see what Will there. Smith slap. And well, I mean, she's not really a Will Chris Smith Rock fan, over. but yeah. like, she's like, let's just watch it. I'm like, all right. And the movie did slap. That's pretty good. It, that's the that's the most unfortunate part is that he did all that, and then everyone was like, "You're so good in the movie, though," and you got the award, and it's like you'd ruined your whole night. Yeah. Now you can't go back to the Oscars this year. To give the you know to to, yeah. to be a part of that award ceremony. It's all right. I don't think. I mean, he, he already given. He already. I don't he's not he going to give the award. Obviously. I don't think he cares. I don't know, man. But uh, anyway, the movie's great. I do like the scene where, like, I, I know this scene did not happen in real life, but like, if you don't know the movie, the movie centers on really Venus more than Serena because at the, the time of this movie, Venus is the older one, so she's going through all her stuff. But Serena, there's a scene. Serena's like looking around, and you see her throughout the whole movie. Just like doing little tennis stuff, but no one's paying attention to her. And finally, Will Smith's character, her dad, plays her dad. Yeah. Goes up to her, goes, "I know this is hard for you, and you, you love your sister, but you 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 want to do this too." He goes, "Listen, Venus is going to be like the, the number one tennis player in the world. Isn't that crazy? But you're going to be the greatest of all of time." All time. And yeah. I was like, "Oh!" I, I was, but also, then I thought I was like, "That also didn't happen." There's no, more, Serena is the greatest. No, women I mean, like, player of all I time. doubt that. Richard. Oh no no no! Her. That's yeah. that's gotta be a John Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no dad's gonna be like. No. Yeah, you're gonna be the greatest of all time. No. Anyway, um, instead of reviews. Yeah. Because nobody gave a fuck about Wonka. Yes, they do because they made forty million dollars this weekend. But, uh, <laughs> that's not a lot. Um, no, that's a lot considering your Antoine and the Quantum Mania Solace whatever made like two. You want to be mean you about want, it? I'm just saying you want to you you think Wonka's not gonna make any money? You want to watch what Aquaman does? Aquaman's gonna make three billion. I bet they dollars. are with that thirty-six Rotten Tomato score. 
Oh, it already came out? The fan review did, yeah. The fan? What do you mean the fan review? Don't they do a fan and critic? No, but what? Hold Regardless, on. it's 36%, whichever one came out. Yeah, yeah, that's how. <laughs> what? What? I'm not kidding you. That's not a joke. 36 okay. is what is it's a yeah. live reaction to me just finding this out. Yeah. You but, knew something like that was going to happen. The movie comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah, but they've been doing sneak previews all week. Like, I went to go see anyone but you uh, earlier this Hold week. On. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> he says. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, uh, you thought I was going to get 100? No, but, like, I mean, the original had, the first one had 60%. Yeah, it's one of the better DCU movies. Hold on. <gasps> I know. What's it at now? 37%. 37. Ah, you got a percent back. <laughs> That well, would be I'm green, read, ladies I'm and gentlemen. Read one of them. Okay? That'd be rotten. Christy Cronin. Okay, we're gonna okay. read her. Where's she from? Does it say? She says raisin Wasians. What? I don't know. Anyway, ripping off popular movies and other famous tropes from other action. Oh movies. no. DC does that. Hold on, Richard Roper. You know, top critic. Yeah. The Lost Kingdom, and he put it into parentheses. It's waterlogged with born villains. and Okay. That is something that has been criticized since the trailer first came out. So that is not a good sign that oh, they're no. saying that. I got a, I got a, I got a fresh rating. Oh, on. good job. It's probably Jason Momoa's situation, right? Jorge Cerveria Rubio. Okay. He says, a fun action-packed sequel that lets both Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson enjoy the ride and make you enjoy it with them. Nothing to write home about, but does the job. <laughs> He must be an Aquaman fan for him. He's like, yeah, it's all right, but you know what? It's all good. I'm very sad now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out here in about a week what what we both think of it. So, well, no, we won't until January. Well, I'll probably ask you before. Anyway, um, fuck movie reviews. <laughs> fuck 2023. Let's give our top five movies of the year. I'm going instead. top ten because I've seen ten. Okay, go give your first five. No, no, no you give. Okay, I, right I, I can, now, right now, run through your six through six through ten, ten through six, and then we'll get to five. Okay, I want to preference one thing. Okay, I've not seen because I have not been able then to. You can't put it in. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not putting it. In. I would. I totally believe these two would be in my top ten if I. These are movies I've seen. I'd believe these two would be in my top ten if I saw them. Zone of Interest and Poor Things, but. Thanks to Dallas not being considered a wide release for those two, I don't get to see it until another week and a half. I see. Zone of Interest is the is the masterpiece. They is what they're calling it. Um, that deals during the Holocaust, and then obviously Poor Things is the Emma Stone Frankenstein movie, for lack of a better term. Okay. So with that being said, I do believe those two would be in my top ten. However, since I have not seen them, I can't put them in my top ten. So my number ten. I had to pick between two films and I had to go a lot of these. I went based off my letterbox ring because I didn't want to put like a two star film in the top 10 when I had five star movies. Right. So my number 10 is John Wick four. Okay. That's my number 10. My number nine. Can you guess it? No, just go through yours. I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, guess. This is one you'd guess. So I'm asking. Oh, Maestro. He- no. Barbie's my number nine. That love. I told you. It's a top ten movie, Barbie. It's a shitty movie, but hey. So you have Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Uh-huh. Number eight, Anatomy of a Fall, the French movie. I think it was the Palme d'Or winner. Um, anyways, long story short, never heard of it. The husband of this movie dies. It's a whodunit in the French court. Unbelievable film, half French, half English. The court scenes are so sick. You should go if you haven't seen this. Go, go watch this. Not you, but 
people that enjoy yeah, film. Well, our audience. This, 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 not this, me. The dialogue in this movie has like the dialogue in this movie made me feel like I was watching Social Network. Like that's how good the dialogue is. It's been a long time since I felt that way. My number seven is the holdovers. With Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti, okay, who's most likely going to get a nomination for this movie. And this movie at two weeks ago was a big was a big contender for Best Picture. It's going to get nominated. Um, I don't think it's going to win. It didn't make much money though. What? It it, it, you don't go based off of that. Uh, that that would be dumb. I'm just saying. If that if that's the case, then I'm Aquaman just, would win, and that's weird. I'm just saying it didn't make much money. No, it, so. but it but it's uh one of those movies that's not gonna make a movie. i love this movie it's one of my favorite movies of the year i think it's an instant christmas movie um you would actually i think like that movie actually you you're not gonna give it the time of day but i actually think if you like home alone and all that you're actually i think you'd actually like it which is kind of weird that i'm saying that my number six i was com- six. what you said six like twice that, it was, no my number seven was holdovers did i say that yeah okay no i know so my number six my number six is a movie that i went into a couple weeks ago Wanting to see it, but did not know that I was going to be floored by this. Okay. Completely floored by how well she created this movie, directed it, produced it, and everything. And I cannot wait to buy this movie on physical media, and I hope it comes out. And that is Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. I absolutely loved this movie. I gave it five stars, and I wanted to go see it again. That's how bad I loved it. I've been watching TikTok clips of it. I love the way that she makes this a behind-the-scenes movie, plus... Uh, the concert film, way better than anything Taylor Swift in the Eras Tour film put out. Way better. That's saying something. Yeah. Made that look like kindergarten, okay? This is a film. Anyways, that's my number six. So now it's your five to one. I literally did not like what you put. But anyway. You didn't see any of those, did you? I did not, honestly. Not. <laughs> did you not even see John Wick 4? I haven't seen any John Wick film. You would like it. It's just a bunch of. I've tried the it's first gung one. Fu, man. I've tried the first one and just. You don't like gung fu? No, I do. Yeah, it's that's what I thought. No, I, I like action films and there's nothing wrong with them. I just haven't pushed myself to go see, finish it. How do you feel about John Wick Four being three hours? Oh, that's too much. That's it's a three-hour film. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start with me first. Yes. At number five, all right. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. You know what? Not upset with that pick. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, for me, the reason why I picked it is because it is a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy. It's emotional. It's impactful. The music choice is great. Uh, I love how they they finally focus on Rocket. They also do something where it's not, there's no big bad, you know, there's no, like, the world at stake. There's nothing. There is just an emotional story with these Marvel characters. We didn't have to have the MCU involved. We didn't need cameos from every fucking person on Earth, you know. This, <laughs> like that's so true, though. Like you didn't need Captain America showing up, like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here," or Thor and Thor and Love and Thunder when he was part of their crew, like, which is so stupid and it made just, no sense. It was just but the crew. This movie, I teared up, I cried literally at the end, and the way that, and I can spoil it now, but the way Rocket tells them, um. Like, what's your favorite song at the end? The new, the new Guardians, right? And they're all given their different ones, and then he plays the da na 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 na. Was that a post-credit scene or was that actually was at post-credit. the end? Okay, I couldn't remember. And, and it just made me smile because they're about to go fight. Go and get your love. Yeah, that's and I'm right. just like, and they're just walking in slow motion, running to the. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I I am a sucker for finales. Like they're I will fun. cry. Especially TV finales, like we oh, have to do really? a list here, but I'll give you a preview of my list. Boy Meets World finale, 
I have Every seen time. that. I'm not shocked that you cried, but that's a good one. That the, was a the, good when, finale. When Mr. Feeney goes, yeah, I, I, love, I love you, you. all. Yeah. And, cla- and they're not there, and I'm about to tear up now. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my I, god, I, it's I, but, good. Yeah, it's, I mean, I love Mr. Feeney. He's old. I, my favorite part of that movie is um, when they play Florence the Machine at the end too. Yes, when the dog days are over. I love, I, I love when they do that. And of course, the beginning when they play Creep. Oh yeah, that's a good thing too. That whole movie just like. After the really weird year that Marvel had, that one was really in that. Especially after they thought, like we said, Quantum Mania thought they thought was a hit, and they put that thing out. It was just nice to be like, okay, yeah, so there's worse, these guys can now. still make something. What? It's worse off now. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be I rough. Mean, it was it is going to be rough selling from here on out. But we always will have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's true. All right, what's your five? My number five is a movie I think you'll respect, and that is Spider Man. Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah. All right. You put it at number five. I thought this movie was better than Into. And I I have to say that I the whole time, the whole time, I was pretty floored by how good this movie looked. And what what what, what my favorite part about this movie was, was that they like took it up a notch and every different person's world was painted or drawn completely different than the other one and it's so hard to do that like you look at Gwen's world and it's like pastels and then you look at spider punk's world and it's got it's like it's like sketch and 2099's world is like a whole different thing and all oh it was unbelievable i thought the story was great i'm not upset because it's a cliffhanger i knew part two was coming anyways oh well i don't know why people are upset i thought that was the best part of the movie when it's revealed i love first of all what i do love about this film is that they kind of play with the um timelines because and this universe is this person the, like for instance the prowler in one universe is his uncle but it's him in the next universe like right it's so funny like how different little things they do with that and of course um all the new characters and the old characters like i love at the end they bring john mulaney's uh spider i thought everybody back. see a lot of people did not like when they put like the Andrew Garfield and stuff like that in because they thought they were doing some studio stuff. I thought it was kind of cool that they incorporated like live action into like they acknowledged it into like the into the cartoon scene because you never get that kind of stuff. I thought it was kind of interesting. And also like I do believe that this movie is going to contend hard against uh, The Boy and the Heron for best animated film. That's going to be a fun race to see. And I listen, I don't know if part two is going to be better, but like this was a slam dunk in the middle of three. Oh well, technically yes, you're right. Yeah. But this is this was a slam dunk in a time of movies when they had a really really bad run at the beginning of that month. Um, this that's this summer after Guardians because people hated Fast Nine. Yeah. Or Ten, sorry. Is, I mean, I liked it. But... I liked it, but there um, nobody like yeah. outside of like the weirdos liked well, it. Bad news for you today. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Fast Ten. <laughs> Fast Ten. I'm used to disappointment. Fast Ten. Uh, Lost King. No. Nobody. I know. Nobody really. <laughs> nobody really. Seemed to like it, and then you had a couple of the duds, and then Spider Verse comes out and finally like revitalizes. So that's my number five. I thought this All movie right. was unbelievably visually just stunning. All right, number four here. Get ready, okay? Really? Whoa! Listen, I know it's kind of high for Super Mario to be here. That's not right. I love this film. This is a authentic, just like listen, video game movies adaptations have been the scourge of the the universe for moviegoers they've never been able to get a really good film right well finally sonic came out and said nope we're gonna do it right 
<laughs> and then Sonic 2 came out. <laughs> right. back. And so we're like, cool, Sonic did it. But if Sonic does it, can Mario? But they already did a Mario, and it was terrible. Trash. John, what was his name? John Leguizamo? Oh, look. It's regarded as like one of the worst movies of the past like, I mean, 30 the, years. The, 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 it's just terrible. They, they, Koopa, they didn't understand what a Koopa was. And now they said, well, we'll make an animated one. John, and, oh, man, I'm going to pronounce his name but correctly. But imagine a movie with. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. With, Zamo. With, you got Chris Pratt as Mario. You got Charlie Day as Luigi, and of course, you got Jack Black as Bowser. This movie was a hit, and of course, Anna Taylor Joy as uh, the Beach. Uh This movie was funny. First off, they got every um, little uh, what's it called Uh, Easter egg about Mm -hmm. playing the video games. It felt like we were watching a real life video game come to life. They got everything right about the Mario Brother games. That's why I loved it, especially at the very end. When they beat Bowser with the like everyone in theater went crazy for the stuff. It was like, cool to hear those theme songs in there. It was really it was cool. authentic. It wasn't one of those where, where those movies where like they adapted and then they changed things. They said, "Nope, we're gonna stay faithful to what you know, and we're gonna make fun, make it fun." And the whole scene when he's arrived at Mushroom Kingdom, yeah, it was like dun 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 dun, right. and he's climbing everything and doing all the same things he does in the game. That's what we wanted. I thought of course, yeah. he got the hoo-hee. You know what? I think a lot of people were nervous about Chris voicing him, and it ended up working out just fine. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It ended up working out. And you know what? It's not a bad pick because there's a reason that movie grossed an insane amount of money. It's Billion. Like, as I was say, it's like a, a B. It's a top three grossing movie this year, I believe, outside of Barbie. Um, but no, what I loved about that movie that I thought was so good is I don't think that movie works as good as a live action, and I'm glad Illumination took over and yes. like made it because I think that movie allow allows the movie to be way more unserious and fun and un- and like that movie's probably gonna get nominated for best best song for Peaches. I no, would, it's not actually. Yeah. It, it didn't get. It, I read something today on Twitter. On what? On on Twitter, it's not gonna be nominated. You don't know that it came out. Oh, it did not make the short list. Yeah, that's rough. You know what else didn't make the shortlist? Because our, our good friend, our mutual friend, Craytray, t- tweeted. Oh, did it? I didn't know the shortlist for that one came out. Did you know that? Uh, how do you feel about Oppenheimer not making the VFX shortlist? The V of what? VFX shortlist. Well, because well, they didn't use any. I know, but you, Nolan stands disregard that he said that and be like, oh, it should have made it anyway. Oh, uh, no, I go by what he said. Okay, good. Truth, I just Because so. a lot of Nolan stands are like, yeah, it. exactly. But a lot of Nolan guys are like, no, it should have got nominated anyway. I'm like, no, nah, dog, don't do that. Chill out, Nolan. Go. I I love Super Mario Bros. Like, I think that it that that's a good. I I I'm wanted to see what number two because I I assume number two is gonna happen, especially with the Yoshi Easter egg at the end. But uh, I'm I'm ner- I don't want them to mess it up. I guess this is such a good. This was a good like just nice like. Okay, yeah. we got one right. We got a game right. You know. And listen, who knows? The sequel could ruin it. Yeah, yeah, it could, and that's what I, I'm scared about. Because don't like, do Luigi's Mansion. Please. Yeah, stop after like literally. If you were, if you're gonna do the sequel, stop after this. Don't make this a whole thing because you got such a nice little gym going for you. And yeah, no, you're right. Like uh, video game movies outside of uh, Tomb Raider, which uh, I personally love. I mean, it's just Angelina Jolie looking hot. No, no, the other Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. She's looking hot. I love that movie, but Tomb Raider is like my favorite game of all time. Are you an Assassin's Creed movie guy? 
Uh, were you in on no? Were you, weren't, you weren't a, in I'm on Fassbender big, being Assassin's Creed. I'm not Creed? a big movie, video game guy anyway, yeah. so ah, like yeah. I'm not really into like I love the classic games. I'm not into like mm. Assassin's. No wonder Creed you liked that. Mario then. Yeah, I loved it. All right, what's your four? Okay, my number four is a movie that I was un. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop saying it because I was floored by everything in the top five. Actually, floored by everything in the top six. My number four is a movie that I had hoped. And kind of new, but really was hoping that I'd love. Okay. And when I watched it, it took me, I kid you not, EA. The minute, the minute the the first part of the music started before the while the screen is in black and then it fades into the real picture. Yeah. I had the biggest grin on my face. No less than a minute in the film, I said, This dude did it again. This dude did it again. And that movie is Bradley Cooper's Maestro. This is an absolute so like masterpiece of a movie i mean listen he might arguably at this point be my favorite director because stars born is in my top four favorite movies of all time and i didn't know if it would be that was his directing debut i still believe he should have got a director nomination off of that but you know they want you to pay your dues like some other places and so you gotta you know do it um this one he's definitely gonna get nominated for and Quite honestly, he is contending. I thought it was going to be Leo, but as of right now, the, the way it's trending, it looks like it's going to be him versus Killian Murphy. Not saying he's going to win. Don't don't give me over I'm, that. I'm just saying, I'm just okay, saying like that's right. that's his competition. I thought this movie, the way he filmed it, in a, and he filmed it in an old aspect ratio, black and white, and then he went to color. And the, his voice, it took him six years to design this movie, and the way he trained his voice to sound like Leonard Bernstein, who, if anybody doesn't know, is a legendary composer and conductor, uh, who actually made West Side Story, the music for West Side Story, okay. if you didn't know that. That's kind of where he kind of like popped off. I thought this movie was absolutely incredible. I watched it actually last night. I finally got a chance to because it came out yesterday. And I was just so stunned from the first minute to the end. I mean, I could not believe I was watching. I was like, this guy is one of the best directors I have ever seen. And especially in the last 10 years. He, he might like literally I was watching that and I was thinking about all the directors like I love Martin I love Quentin I love everything Quentin does I love everything Martin does Nolan. I really love I, I like everything Nolan does I do I love Steven Spielberg you know like I have basically done so you many reports Bradley's- on Steven but like Bradley is like quickly climbing up the cl- ladder is like a guy he's like a must for me now he's so good at directing and I hope he continues to do it he says he's got one more movie that's going to take him six years and we'll see what that is he can't give us details on Howard Stern's I think, podcast, actually. I think actually. it's kind of pretentious when people think they, oh, six years is going to make it. It's not going to take it takes a. Years. It took him six years to make this one. No. It took him four years to make A Star is Born. It takes a Why? long time Why? to make a movie. Why? Yeah, well, it took Martin Scorsese like eight years to make Killers of the Flower Moon. That's stupid. How long do you think it took Nolan to make Oppenheimer, mister? A year. Oh no 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 he no he campaigned a year with it. There's no. I guarantee you there's five years behind that. Give me a break. Whatever. Number four, Maestro, Bradley Cooper. Go watch it on Netflix now. Unbelievable. All right. My number three now? Yeah. They can't all be the same movie. I know. <laughs> number three is a movie that you took me to. Oh, you were late. Late, late, late. late. Me being late to this film. Watch it on IMAX. 
And in fact, we watched it the day the Rangers clinched the World Series. We sure did, because we came back over here. And we did. We came back to the studio, and the Rangers We also won. had the whole theater to ourselves. You ever had an IMAX theater to yourself? I have not. It's no, pretty it remarkable. I had to move away from you because it felt weird. Yeah, this dude was skipping seats. I hate yeah. when people do that. Well, I didn't want to sit right next to you, man. That's kind of weird. Uh, anyway, um, Killers of the Flower Moon, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, and of course, the great Robert De Niro. Uh, good God, that was that an incredible film. I did not ex- have much expectations going into that film. Uh, I thought it was just another one of your random like explanations. <laughs> oh, that's so movies. great. I'm great, and I love movies. I thought <laughs> that's what it was. And no, this movie was spectacular. The acting was on point. They, like, I, I forgot that was Leonardo DiCaprio. I forgot that right. was Robert De Niro. Uh, forgive me about the woman's name. I forgot her name. Um, but Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone, yes. Oh, you want me to tell you a fun fact? Yeah. about Lily Gladstone that'll play into your thing here. She was going to quit acting and she was looking for other jobs and she literally got a Gmail notification. That was a Martin Scorsese invite that found her to LinkedIn or something like that and said, hey, I have this part I think you match for. Would you want to try out for it? And the part was this one. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's she was going to get out of acting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, how that, it's crazy how that works. Well, and she's going to go up against Carrie Mulligan for Best Actress. How about that? Carrie Mulligan and uh, Emily Blunt. Okay, well, that'll be the I hope three. She, I hope she gets it. But this movie was from start to finish, and uh, it, it's kind of like a murder mystery a little bit. Yeah. Like, you, and you kind of feel the tension building throughout this film, and which I love what uh, Scorsese does. Like, you, it, it's, it's something's there, something's not right. Like, the yeah, exactly, time, exactly. It's just like something's slowly creeping right. in, like a virus. Yeah, and you see this Native American. Uh, family that's rich. All of a sudden, in one scene, all of, it turns out there's all these uh, white people there, and they're all part of the thing. And they're all they're talking openly how they don't like these Native Americans, but they yet they're part of the family. And it just slowly but surely, they're like, "Oh, this guy's taking out a lo- insurance on this person. Right. This person's taking this one." And you're like, "What's going on?" No, so hundred percent. It's just weird that uh, that they um they did that. It was just the way they built that. And I think it wasn't towards the end of the movie where I'm like, oh, my God. That's when I really, like, because for most of it, it's just like, oh, I'm just in awe, like, yeah. how good it is. But then by the end of it, I'm like, wow, I can breathe now. Like, it builds up this entire thing. And Leonardo tore the force performance there. He's just, you can't stop him, dude. You can't stop him. It's because- amazing how many times that dude, like, he's not in a lot of movies, especially later in his life. But, man, every time he's in one... It is like, yeah, that's one of the best performances of the year. Like, he does not miss on his... I mean, he's just one of the greatest living actors of all time. That's just plain and simple what it is. I mean, that movie was incredible, and it was funny that it had such a story behind it, too, because you you were late. You almost crapped out on me. Think about that. You would have not seen that movie What's in that like? kind of format. You almost... The, you were late, so you're like, oh, I'm not you, coming. I think you meant like... I, and I was like, no, you're like, coming. I was like, you're absolutely you, coming. Yeah, man, I'm glad you did. Thank you. I told you that movie was great. It took so long to get it off the ground. And it switched hands. I'm so glad it deserves found. a lot of a praise. Yeah, it'll be the movie that goes against Oppenheimer. Like yeah, those two are going to battle this. Sh- I'm, yeah, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not going to win. I but- mean, I don't know. It'll be Oppenheimer, Maestro, and uh, Killers. It'll be those three. It's going to be a heck of a race. Um, that's a great number two, three, three, two, number two, three, three, three. Yeah, yeah, great number three. Am I? Is it my turn? No, we're going to skip you. Oh, okay. My number three is a movie I know you have not seen. What is it? But there's multiple times when I leave a movie and I go, 
like the trailer start rolling and I go, wow, did it for Maestro, did it for uh, Stars Worn, did it for Bones and All, did it for, uh, you ever seen Bones and All? No. The cannibal movie, uh, cannibal love story movie with a uh, Timothy Chalamet who's a no, teenager I, I, who can't don't. figure out his life, but he's a cannibal and he loves this girl and they can't get it together. You ever seen that movie? No, and that sounds really weird. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Um, it came out last year. Anyways, a lot of those... Uh, La La Land, another movie like that. And this movie right here was another one that I ended it ended in the credits circle, and I go, wow. And that is Celine Song's Past Lives. Absolutely loved this movie. From A24, Past Lives. Okay. From Celine Song. Um, an A24 movie has Greta Lee in it, who, if anybody doesn't know her off of this movie, if you've seen The Morning Show, she's in there. Yeah. Um, she is phenomenal. I think that this movie is so is just so well directed. Celine Song is going to end up getting a mainstream movie based off of this. She's that good of a director. I think she could be one of the best in the last in the next ten years. It was if you don't know what it's about, it's old friends reconnect. Uh, Nora and Hey Song. Uh, they're both Korean. Nora. Uh, oh, this is a Korean movie. Kinda. Is it, it foreign language? Not really. Um, the only reason it's foreign language is because Hey Song goes back to Korea. Nora builds a life in America. Hey Song moves, or no, she moves to America. Hey Song stays in Korea. They're best friends. They build these lives apart. Nora meets this guy, right? Right. Lives her life. Hey Song and her reconnect online. Then they reconnect on person. And now there's a love triangle because Hey Song's always loved her and she's basically always loved him. So now it's Nora, her guy, and Hey Song. And it's just like, but. It's 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 crazy because this guy basically is he's a third will. Hazelong is not the third will. This her husband boyfriend is the third will. Right. And so it's all about them reconnecting and how that all fits together. They're trying to like navigate their love, be- but she is in a relationship and he's not, and he wants her. And it's such a, it's such a stunning movie. And the last eight minutes of the movie are some of the best this year. Some of the best this year. And the way that Celine Song makes that final scene is just, oh, it's so good. I get chills thinking about it. One of my favorite A24 movies of all time, by far. It's my number three. Oh, damn. It's right uh, there I've Moonlight. I've heard of it, so. Yeah. It's right there even... Moonlight and all those other ones for A24. Okay. Are you going to go see that new A24, the Civil War one? Oh, yeah. That looked pretty good. I'm yeah, gonna I'm going to see. I see every A24 movie. Oh, Oh okay. yeah, yeah, no, those Sorry. guys are the gold standard. Sorry, man. I didn't know. No, those dudes don't miss. All right, I got <laughs> number two. It's a little controversial. Oh, oh. Well, mainly for other Wonka? people, huh? Wonka? No. Oh, okay. I didn't go sneak in to see it yet. <laughs> um, it's a Bollywood film. I had a feeling this was going to get on your list at some point. Which one do you think I'm talking about? Oh, well, I don't know about. I, was, I just meant Bollywood. But I've I, mentioned three. I, I think Bollywood I can guess this year. Is it the first one you saw this year? Pathan? Yeah. No. That would have been my guess. Okay. Okay. So I don't know, but I would I was I was expecting a Bollywood film yeah. to get on here. So number two, there's two Shadow films that came out this yeah. year. One was Pathan, uh-huh. the other one was Jawan. Both great. But if I had to give it to him, I'm gonna give Jawan the the Ooh. nod. Pathan is great and yeah. a great music. It's a typical Bollywood action film. It's great and it's funny because there are scenes that make me laugh. Like why would DPK randomly have skates? <laughs> She has skates for some reason. All right. Bollywood at its finest. Right. But anyway, um, it's a great film. But Jawan is much better, in my personal opinion. 
the movie is literally two stories at once, and it starts off with you know this guy um, named Ozad, my name. He's a warden at a prison of a female prison, and like six or seven of those girls work for him, and they're really out there causing like terrorist actions, but really they're like Robin Hood, right? And then one of the scenes they uh, they get a subway and they it's on they, Netflix. It is not on Netflix. Okay, keep yeah. going. Sorry, I didn't know that. You should go watch it then. It's a great yeah. thing. They they take over. Um, they take over a subway and they want ransom money, but only from a specific person. And it turns out they're just targeting this one guy and the ills of society at the same time. And literally, though, what the fun part about it is there's a another person that looks just like Shota Han, and who that guy is is unraveled later out throughout the film. So Shota Han plays both roles. And it's such a deep movie. Like, on the surface, it doesn't look like but an action film that he's just stealing from the rich and giving it to the poor, right? right. That's the surface level. But it goes much deeper than that. The acting in this movie is incredible. The action's great. The music's great. Everything about this film, top-notch. It's a great masala film. If you like Bollywood films, go watch Jawan, the best of the year so far, in my personal opinion. In fact, it is one of the... Not uh, one of the highest grossing films of Hindi films this year, yeah, and one of Shahrukh best movies critically. Twenty eight million dollars worldwide, six in the first week. There's some American movies that didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible, uh, and it, the reviews are outstanding. So um, go watch Jawan. I implore you to go see it. Who are you? You know the name. You remember that quote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Are you Are you gonna see Animal? Which one was Animal? Uh, I'll show you the poster. I saw this. I saw this at AMC. Is it a Bollywood film? Uh, you'll be able to tell me. You seen that one yet? No, I don't know who's okay. on that. Um, here's the actor, uh, Ranbir Kapoor. Ranbir? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know. What that's that the is. one that's out right now. You can see uh, it. It's something with his dad too. A father who's often away yeah. due to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, is unable to. See you gonna see it's Animal? Really good. I'm gonna go see it. You are three and a half hours. Donkey. The other. Sh- I did. That was the one. The other one I was gonna ask you Sean about. Has, yeah. Th- this dude has already made three films in one year. That's pretty. That's honestly like that's incredible. Like that he was able to do that. Well, I was gonna he ask took you. Took a that. huge break. So. Yeah, you better. I guess. Um. All right. So what's your number? I'm excited to see this. Uh, Jawan. Yeah. Now that it's on Netflix, sure. Like. Honestly, oh, yeah, go watch it. Go I know I'm going to like it because, like, how could I not? How could any? I think a lot of people, when it comes to these movies, like, if they just sat down and watched it, I think they'd really enjoy these movies. Well, we'll see what you say. So, we'll we'll see. See. Now, what's your number? You're two? right. They do. Oh, wait. Here's the tagline. Now, good to go, Chief. Ready? You know that one? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. My number two is a movie that could have easily folded under the pressure, could have easily not lived up to the hype. But not only did I see this movie once, twice, I saw it three times, and I saw it in three different formats, and that is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. What? At my number two. What? <laughs> I Listen, my number two, my number one, my number three, they can all be interchanged, and it's fine. They're all great movies. It's nothing. I think this movie is the greatest piece of work that Christopher Nolan has ever put out. It's a five-star film. Um this is literally Christopher Nolan pulling everything out of his bag. I mean, he had been marketing this for over a year. The first trailer came out during Nope, I believe. And I it, this the way that he made it, a three-hour biopic, R-rated, black and white for at least half the film. This could have easily not have made that much uh, money. And I'm not sure Barbie and Oppenheimer together 
I think boosted both those movies, but they man, did. did it help Oppenheimer a ton. And I mean, I still believe at the end of the day, Oppenheimer is going to get nominated for best picture, whether Barbie win. was part of the, you know, release. What? It's going to win. Oh, uh, when it wins. I think regardless, I think it would have gotten nominated. This is Christopher Nolan literally at his peak. I'm not sure he'll ever be able to replicate something like this again. Um, that's not to say Christopher Nolan's going to make bad movies. However, this is arguably one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces I've ever seen in my entire life. This is an unbelievable film from start to finish. And like we said on the podcast when we reviewed it, there's only one man I believe in this world that can make a sequence as riveting and compelling and um, what's the word? I guess I guess give goosebumps like he did with that bomb sequence. Take all the sound away and mm -hmm. just leave you sitting there in quietness. I don't think anybody can do it like Christopher Nolan can. And the fact that he didn't use VA, v, VFX it's just remarkable. And Killian Murphy finally getting the the praise and the opportunity to be the lead actor. And you see what he can do when he when he's given a great script. And he's gonna be right there in the run. I mean, he is still the front runner for best best actor. And Robert Downey Jr., best probably honestly best performance he's ever done outside of maybe like Chaplin and Iron Man. sure. I mean, the first Iron Man, sure. Um, and and Endgame and in Infinity War, probably those three. Yeah, I mean he's been remarkable. He's probably going to win for this too. I mean, I I can't say enough about this movie because it could have easily not been that good. And not only was it good, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And it's my yeah. number two. See, wow. So I gave it all that praise. It's okay. Right, you ready for my number one? I'm ready for your number one. Blue Beetle. This guy right here. Okay. I'm about to watch this tonight. Like this, I wish. Ah! The, I wish we could say. Okay, you know what else? The number one movie <laughs> of 2023 and possibly the world. He performed a miracle. <laughs> oh my God! Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. <laughs> Arguably, maybe one of the oh greatest my, trailers. The trailer alone yeah. just, just gets you amped. And let's 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 not forget. That score is probably going to win. Yes. It will win. It's the best score I've seen. It's not even Hans Zimmer. It's Ludwig. It's really good. Listen, there is no doubt about it. I don't know why. It's not my number one. Yeah, because this movie blew me away from start to finish. Listen, when the movie first came out, I even heard about it. I was like, how can Oppenheimer be good? It's a movie about a, a bomb. How's Nolan going to do this? Then I saw the trailer. I was like, I'm sold. Yeah, but then I went in the film. I was like, okay, I don't know if it's gonna be that great. Is it gonna be better than the Dark Knight trilogy? Almost. It's. I think it's better. It, it really. I think is. it's better than at least one and three. Yeah, it's probably on par with Dark Knight. Right. But it's it no. It's not worse than those other no. two. And Heimer from everything from listen. This movie is built to be very boring. 
if you just think if you're taking an adaptation of American Prometheus and read about it and talk about how this is supposed to be this blah blah blah, it's supposed to be boring. Right. People are gonna fall asleep. It's a three-hour film about the making of the atomic bomb. People are gonna fall asleep, but you don't because guess what? It is that intriguing and that enthralling. In fact, I I had a cousin she's from Canada. She's in town now. She was watching the film at Oppenheimer. And she said I was I was hoping she didn't fall asleep, but she goes, "Well, we fall asleep at the beginning because it was early." But she goes, "The parts I did watch, and it was the Robert Downey Jr. parts at the end." Yeah, he's special, man. That 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 she got enthralled by, and she was into it. She got into that part. Yeah. That just shows you what Nolan does. That that the pacing in this film is all, all, the best part about it. You don't feel like it's dragging ever. Not once did I watch this movie of the three times that I watched yeah. it. Look at my uh, watch and said, "Oh my god!" I felt like the first, the second two runnings felt faster than the first. Quite honestly, I, it does because once yeah. you know what's going to go, yeah. my god! I my last time I saw it because I, I tried to limit it all my viewings. Yeah, the last time I saw it was in Miami with my brother and my uh, my uh, my cousin. We watched it and I was watching their reactions and they loved it. It's, it's and it's just this too perfect of a film. It's his best movie. It is, and how he does you maybe know, you outside dark night sequence. The bomb sequence alone, just the way he uses no sound, and then later on, yeah, sound. and they cut the all that thing hits you just boom. Or, the sound barrier you know just for me more oh, impressive. Oh, the build up. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people thought that all right, like the bomb's gonna blow, and like you're gonna hear this. Yeah, everyone's waiting for it because, like, you're like an IMAX 70 millimeter. Everyone's like, yeah, this is the moment we've been waiting for. We're going to hear what Chris Nolan does uh, at the peak of like audio. Like, what is it going to sound like here in this in, in this theater? And he takes the whole thing away. And it's just like, yo, like this guy isn't is just in his bag. He is. And one <laughs> thing is what I like even better was not even that. I'm talking about the moments leading up to the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the whole, oh, you mean like it? the hour before? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, like when they get to Los Alamos. Yeah, when oh, okay. They, when they get to Los but you mean like the like two minutes before? No, no, okay. no, no. I'm talking about like you know like where it's weeks before. Like, yeah, yeah where, okay. Where they're about to like okay, we are doing this, and then and then even the hours to it, they're yeah. like, you hear that? He gets his top watch. They have that little moment when the storm comes and they're waiting out the storm, and it's just you're. It'll break by dawn. You feel it. You're feeling like, oh my god! I feel what they're feeling. Like yeah. they're about to do something different because they think they're about to end the world. Right. It is the perfect movie. And then, of course, the fact that the third act is nothing like what you think it is. It's yeah. a freaking courtroom drama. I almost. love that third act. And I still a, love a, that movie. That no, but part. It's such, a, it's such a flip. Yeah. That I fall for it. I love it. I love Robert. And then the music behind it. The whole scene with Robert Downey Jr. just going off on Oppenheimer while he doesn't like him. Oh. I was like, yes, give me this. And, of course, the greatness is uh, uh, Albert Einstein's little role in it. Just, <laughs> by the way, it had nothing. Einstein had nothing to do with this film. Right, right, which Real is life, funny. They just, they just added it. They'll say they're friends, but they dramatized it to have him and, talk uh, in that. I know a lot of people go, oh, this movie. I, again, I thought people thought this movie was supposed to be like Batman yeah. and that Oppenheimer right. was going to fight. The bomb, right? And that Albert Einstein was like, "Oh my God, he's part of like the Avengers or something." Yeah. No, people, you gotta understand what the the movie is. This is cinema. Yeah, I agree. This like is this cinema. is that peak of technical achievement. Proved, proved right now that summer blockbusters are here to stay. Well, you know what's so impressive is that his summer blockbuster didn't revolve around an IP that was 
been around for 50 years. Right. It wasn't a Batman. Suck it, Barbie. It, right. It wasn't. Well, okay, there you go. It wasn't a Barbie. It wasn't a Superman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Spider-Man. It was a it was a story that actually probably most people don't even know. I guarantee you a lot of people didn't even understand that that was Manhattan Project based. No, right. nobody. Did. Right. And so he was able to do that. Also, people do not watch black and white movies anymore. That movie was half black and white and people ate it up. And black and white in IMAX. Then it was an R-rated movie. Kids went to the movie, three hour movie. People said for the movie for multiple times, multiple screenings. I've never seen. I haven't seen anything like that in honestly, Lawrence probably 15 Pugh, years, Pugh 10 Pugh. years. What? Since like the end of like the Twilight, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like other than Endgame, which was like an outlier because that was such a big deal. Infinity War. I, mean, I haven't seen anything like that before that time since like what? 2012, 2013. Doing this. Oh, chef's kiss. Yeah, sure. Can we also talk about somebody else who really cooks in that movie? Matt Damon makes yeah. a massive statement in that movie. He does. And you know, the funny part about it is like you think from the trailer, he's just like a guy you likes to yell. Yeah. But no, he really he plays he a plays, huge part. But he also plays his character like. Nails on. Oh, so He's good. He's an asshole. It's so good. Yeah, but um, all right, that's my number one. What's your number one that couldn't beat my number one? So my number one is a movie that I didn't see too long ago, and I almost cried because I was so floored by it. Wonka. I'm just kidding. I was about to throw a pin at you. It's too bad Avatar didn't release in this year. That would have been my number one. That was my number one for last year. I've anyway. watched that movie like 20 times. Anyway, anyway my number one. Oh, is the only movie that can beat out Oppenheimer, and it's honestly, if you're gonna lose to anybody, you got the the person that you like is most honorable to lose to is the man, the myth, the legend, one of the greatest American cinematic directors of all time, Martin Scorsese. Killers of the Flower Moon is my number one movie of 2023, the best Shocker, movie of 2023. Shocker. I so tell, okay, so, so stunned by how well this movie was. Tell me what you thought was better than why it's better than Oppenheimer. Why do I think it's better than Oppenheimer? I thought that this was such a compelling, the way that he, well, honestly, okay, also, I will caveat this. I like the directing of Martin Scorsese more than I like Christopher Nolan, even though I think Oppenheimer is Christopher Nolan's. What? You know that's You know exactly that's true. You know Christopher Nolan's like like my number like six or my number five. Like, I like Bradley Cooper more than, more than I like Christopher Nolan. I'm not saying he's a better director. I'm just telling him well, he might be. But I, I, I just like vibe with, you know those other guys. A crush on Bradley Martin Cooper. is Martin is a guy that I've watched almost all his films. I I, I love his Criterion collection. Um, what I love so much about Killers of the Flower Moon was how he was able to intertwine like a gruesome showcase at the same time a, rom- a romance. And the what I loved is like score wise too. It's not gonna like even probably be. No- I don't know if it'll be nominated. It definitely won't win. But the score was so cool because you didn't even realize it. But for like the entire movie. There was something happening in the background, like a beat of a drum, and then like you can tell when it stops, you're like, "Whoa!" Like oh, you get real sucked in I, all of I a sudden. I will give you this: Killer Flower Moon really, and did. it looks really great. And there's some there's some scenes in in before you go. There's some scenes in that movie, like when um when she moves, like when her the when Lily Gladstone's mom moves on uh into the uh the past life that is the Indian past life, um. That is just a riveting scene. You know, she's ex- super excited. She has a smile on her face. And then you cut back to Lily and them, and they're just like in complete shambles. And I thought what was uh, what, what another good point about when we when it comes to like the white settle, like the white man taking over their land is that her mom got a proper, if you think about it, I had, this got brought to on a podcast I listened to the other day. Her mom got a proper Indian 
passing, right? She was able to do their traditional thing, but Lily Gladstone got so uh, intertwined. The white man took over her family and her life so much that when her when her kid died, she didn't get to have those those Indian traditions because they'd already ruined the Indian for you know the that Osage County stuff for her, which I, I think, thought was riveting. I think the movie builds suspense throughout the film. It builds a sense of horror that something's bad happening, but yeah. you really don't know what it is. Um, the fact of the matter is they took this um, story, and again, it's it's nothing at the beginning. You're really not watching anything. You're just watching people live on the land. Oh, you know what else I like? So they build up on it. I'm glad you brought that up at the beginning, because Martin thinks makes you think that this is going to be a Wolf of Wall Street kind of movie with the music at the very beginning, and they're, oh, you know, and they got the, the, the oil spewing up, and then he takes all of that away, and he's like, no, this is a gruesome telling that's going yeah. to be sad for three hours. Get ready. Like, this is rough. It, it's perfect. It's a perfect film. I'm sorry it's not perfect <laughs> in Oppenheimer, but nice try. It's going to lose to Oppenheimer. What are you going to uh, do, like, if the holdovers wins? Like, what do you get? Or, like, on. let's say Maestro comes out of the clear blue. I'll stab you. Or, like, or something like that. Listen, okay. I will stab, like, I will find you and kill you <laughs> because Oppenheimer deserves to win. Nolan will be. He fine. will. I will be shocked. Well, I won't be shocked. But I got, I've told you this before. There is no, he has not had a better chance at winning Best Director than right now. Well, this knows? is his movie. My movie opinion doesn't matter because yeah. uh, according to the people on the Reddit page. I that is true. They did give you a lot of crap. Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions, like real quick, like one um, or two? Can you think off the top of your head? Fast X was nice. Okay, that's it. cool. That not, I mean, it's not great. Yeah. It's there. Um, I, oh, Spider-Verse. I did oh, like yeah, that. that's a good, that's, that's a good I really one. I would have done some like. Blue Beetle, yeah. I enjoyed. I think The Killer would have been one of mine. Have you seen that movie? No. That was with the Michael Fassbender or David Fincher. I like that one. And then what else? Oh, Air. Air and Scream 6 oh, were also I, I ones that I would. Air. Air yeah. Is such a great film. That would I also be. I forgot that was in 2023. All right. Air is a great film. I just want to put that in the honorable yeah. mentions. And then, of course, Pathan. Pathan okay. really good because great action films. All right. We are running out of time. In fact, we yeah. are going to blow through. I just want to get. We're going to go straight to picks. That's right now. fine because this was a good conversation. Yeah, it was great. We're going to get to picks right now. First off, we're going to start with the college football playoff because by the time we get back, it'll be ready for the national championship game. Oh god! And we'll see if I'm, uh, I'm going to be sick. Well, in the other side, it's the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah. Michigan. Can I just say, how about recruiting? How about that for Steve Sarkeesian? Get you some of that. Texas Tech. Flip Miss is here, boy. Texas Tech. Flip. Oh yeah! Congratulations! You got your Micah Hudson five yeah. star. Oh, you know how many five stars we signed yesterday? We Guess signed what? four five stars. Hey, Micah Hudson's going to be the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah, you think so? He's going to lead us to the promise. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. you're right. You know, he'll equate for your extra win, so congrats. Yeah. You'll not be seven and four. Damn right. After all, after Damn it's all right. said. Damn right. <laughs> all right. Seven anyway, and five. The Rose Bowl, Michigan versus Alabama, one versus four. Who do you got? You know, I really am tempted to say Alabama here. um, But, man. Michigan's just been plowing through everybody this year. And you say that, but like they house okay, the only big win they've had was Ohio true, State. True, but right? they did beat them. That's what's throwing me in a loop here. Is like they didn't come out and not and, and like lose. They beat them pretty solid. easily. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like not that it was like a like a really blowout, but like no, it was but, never really close. Yeah, it wasn't like a close game at the end. It yeah. was a convincing win. So, so. I kind of think that listen, Nick Saban, you don't bet against. However, you are. I think I'm going to man. I think Michigan has something, and they're it's at least enough to get to the to the national championship game. Give me the Wolverines. Give I me the think, Wolverines really close. This is going to actually be, I think, a really ugly kind of game. I'm going to go like 24 to like 21. It's going to be ugly. I'm going to go 21 
17. That's a good score. Bama. Yeah, it's a good score. Roll Tide because I believe Nick Saban. They're not gonna. They're 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 in this. They're in it once. They're, they're in, in there. Yeah. They're they're like they're not fucking around right now. I think Michigan has been a lot. Been through a lot lately. And you know they're again their one win was Ohio State that really kind of signified yeah. everything. Alabama just came off and they beat the former number one team in Georgia. I think that really says something for them. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, on the other side, it's the Sugar Bowl and Yawlins. It's the Washington Huskies hosting the Texas Longhorns. Who? The Texas Longhorns. Who? The Texas Longhorns. Oh, we made it. Yeah. How about that? Good for you. How do we make it? Good for you. Is it because we were twelve and one in Big Twelve champs? Is that what happened? Is that because we beat? Because Florida State. Because we beat Tech fifty-seven-seven. Is that what happened? Because Florida State lost their quarterback. And oh, it wasn't because we booty caught Tech by fifty points, right? No, it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't. And then we did the same thing by twenty to Oklahoma State, right? Anyway, yeah. Washington versus Texas. I already know you're going to pick Texas. I'm picking Washington. No, you're not. You're picking Texas. Versus Jinx. I'm going to pick. The Texas Longhorns. There you go. You that's the right answer. The only reason why is because I, I I listen. I respect Washington. I think they're a great squad, but I think Texas's defense is much better. I think um they can. I don't think Washington has as many weapons as Texas. I think good overall ones, Texas is just a better team. But I think it's gonna be a close game. I think that Texas wins twenty eight twenty one. Okay. I think what's going to be very interesting about this game is, like you said, defense. But because, like, Texas is, like, if there is any weakness for the Longhorns, it is the DBs. The corners and the safeties are not. Those guys just, they're fine. And if Ryan Watts is healthy, um, it might it's going to help. But Steve yesterday said that he they might not be 100% by the time, which is crazy because it's been it's going to be a month and they're not going to be healthy. I don't get it. But... Like that'll be interesting. Like, will the court, will the safeties and the DBs and all that jazz, will those guys be able to withstand the? Because you're right. I mean, I don't believe that the the wide receivers for Washington are as good as Texas, but that's not to say they're not good. They're very good wide receivers. Can they? Will they beat the? Will they beat our guys? You know, will they beat Texas on the backfield? I'm curious. However, with that being said, the same thing goes for the offensive line of Washington. Yeah. Can you? Are you going to be even close to be able to remotely handle Devondre Swen, Byron Murphy? I think you, there's a better chance that Texas beats them up front than gets beat in the back. Seriously, I, I, hope, I think I would like to see what Michael Penix does. I think he's great, but I want to see what he does when he gets pressure because I don't think, think they're going to be able I to handle for, that. If you look at Washington, it's a lot of everything on the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. All built to that. They and don't have any extra weapons, but like that, that can be the X factor. That you're not going to run on Texas. And yeah. Texas is their defense is too good. Right now, my personal opinion for Washington to make any noise. So that's why. But I do think Washington will give you something. Oh, this test. is going to be a tremendous game. I, and I'll tell you this. If Quinn Ewers plays like he did in the Big 12 championship, it's it's a wrap. All right. Well, that's he's, that. he's if good. that happens, that means it's Bama. and I didn't get the same. I'll score. Well, you're taking too long. No, no, no. I think this is actually going to be one of the best games of the year. And this is going to be one of those high-flying, splash play, you know, like, Chris Fowler just giving me anxiety because he's just gonna scream every time because I score every two seconds. I'm gonna go, I'm dead serious. I'm gonna go Texas winning this game like 42 to 38. It's gonna be a crazy okay. game. So you say that they have a really great defense, but then you're gonna give up 38 points. Yeah, over the air, man. I'm not saying they're gonna shut them down. They're just gonna disrupt them just All enough. Right. All right. 
That's fine. Just right, enough. Either way, it's Bama versus Texas in our personal opinions. Oh, gosh. For the national championship. Oh, gosh. We're both right when we come back from the, the break. And, of course, we got to do Cowboys. We're going to do a Cowboys pick right now. Do they beat Miami on Christmas Eve? You know Eve? what? It's Christmas Eve. I, I'm going to pick the magic here. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, and I'm going to pick the boob to, to do something special here. Mike McCarthy and the boys get that dub. It's not going to be easy, but the defense and Micah respond, and they hold those guys to 21 points, and the Cowboys win by 14, baby, 35-21. Let's do it. Let's do okay. that score. <laughs> I believe there will be a Christmas Eve debacle. Oh, God. A Christmas Eve massacre. Oh, no. But for the Dolphins. Uh, oh. oh. We're about to have some non-Dolphin safe tuna. <laughs> Are they extinct? I'm not extinct. Are dolphin, they endangered? No, but okay. still, you're not supposed to put dolphin <laughs> in tuna. And here we go. We're going to have yeah. some dolphin tuna. And guess what? Cowboys win 42 38. Get you some of that. Because our defense is still going to be bad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's, uh, that's for our show. Happy holidays. I'm EA. That's Creighton. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we know we're stupid in our picks, but, you know, that's us. I love picking with my heart, man. What's the fun if you don't? Exactly. Like, what's no fun in picking with your head? Because yeah. then you start picking weird teams, and you're like, I get like. I love doing it. It's like, you know what? I like the color of that team. Let's rock. And but, I love picking weird scores. Yeah. Like, lo- like it's Cowboys fun. by 14? Sure. Why not? You know, who gives a fuck? That's what I'm saying. And I want to say this before we wrap up. Uh, it's the end of 2023. You, it's not necessarily our year-end show because we, we You just said it was, March. though. No, and we started back in March. Oh, right. I just want to say right. I really appreciate you, Creighton, for being a part of this. You are a great co-host. Uh, I hope to continue much more in 2024. And you're fired. Uh, and and hopefully we'll still be doing things here at the ticket. But Sounds like a parting go. No, I'm Jeez. just want to say I really appreciate you. I'm giving. You I a thought we've done a great job for the first eight months, quite honestly. Wow. And like this, actually, like for what it's worth, has like taken off a tad bit that I more did. than I thought it did. And actually, people are listening. Yeah. Not that I didn't think anybody listened. I just can't believe that. Like, I get like for instance, like when. We get stars calls and somebody says like, yo, tell EA to ease up on you on the podcast. Yeah. Or like guys up here go like, hey, like that was funny last night listening to y'all. Or like they mention it on the on the show and like a yeah, bit. And I'm just you, like. You're surprised that we're actually talented broadcasters. I know we're freaking funny. I'm not stupid. Uh, like, yeah. Well, it, I know we're, <laughs> I'm funny. I don't oh, know yeah? who you are. Um, but uh, anyway, I do want to appreciate you. know what's you, funny? You're not, I wouldn't have done this without you. I think I, it so works really one, well together. I, I, I picked you for a reason. And there's a reason why. I thought uh, this was a co-show. You're making this sound like it was just you. I mean, it did start it. It was my idea. I'm just saying. Well, because nobody else wants to do it with me up here. So. Well, that's and why. Then, and now you, see why, now you see why I, everybody should do it. Exactly. I think you are a great partner. I'm glad that over the course of the last eight months, I have proven to not just you, but this entire place that there is nobody that can touch my entertainment knowledge. And that is something I pride myself on. Damn right. That's damn right. I'm <laughs> and quite honestly, my sports stuff. I don't is, who else, Other than one guy, who else watches as much sports as I do? That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Creighton. I'm glad to be part of your team. Speaking of, we just won back-to-back volleyball championships, baby. Right. Right. Fuck you, Creighton. <laughs>